When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like that. That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another one. Bruno. See? Give me another one. Tony Bruno. You say it real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper. <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it! Here is Tony Bruno. Uh, I can't say let's get ready to rumble or Michael Buffer or another Philadelphia native will come in here and burst through those doors and slap me with a cease and desist. Hello there. It's Thursday. It's January 9th. And do you know where you are right now? I know where we are. We're on Tony Bruno Live, Tony Bruno Show, Twitch.tv. It's where everybody gathers around their portable electronic devices, their big screen TVs where they can cast this show and sit in the comfort of their own living room with the fires blazing as we are finally starting to see some signs of winter. Winter is coming. It hasn't really arrived yet here in the Philadelphia area on the East Coast. Not much snow, a couple of squalls here or there. But we're still waiting for the big one. And so are a lot of women, unfortunately. I tried to help them the other night when there were squalls and people were worried again about how much they would get. And just like most times, they were lied to. They didn't get what they were promised. Speaking of that, Miss Robin is here. <laughs> again, putting a smile on her face and putting a, a bra on today so that she, once again, yes, does yes. not become the subject of absolutely degenerate loser Fans that we love to watch us every single day. Well, no, I, I was going to say, don't insult them. No, no, no. We I'm love not, them. But no, I mean, I didn't even notice because, you know, when you live with somebody, you don't notice that stuff. 
mean, I notice, but so I can't sad. see you. You're behind the computer. So I don't check to see if you have a bra on. I know what you look like without a bra on. So if you want to go braless, Robin, go braless, and it's not even St. Patrick's Day yet, you know, I will notice it around the house. But when you're doing a, a program like this Twitch show that we do every day, Monday to Friday, 1 to 3, and we go overtime when necessary, nobody shuts us down here. Yesterday, apparently, Miss Robin, to many, many of our astute observers who watch us every day and listen and subscribe and follow and all the other good things that make We're your life. We're very, very observant, <laughs> apparently. Yes, they really are. <laughs> and instead of ripping the – because you don't rip the customers. You know what I mean? It's like people who rip – it's like politicians who rip half the country. They forget that the other half of the country could be listening to you as well. You know what I, I'm saying? I did not rip them. No, I'm not ripping them. I'm giving them a roaring line of applause. Because what these people have proven, male and female alike, is that they're paying very close attention to this show. You know, most radio stations and most shows, sort of like Robin when she watches TV, she watches shows that you are required to actually watch the screen instead of just listen in the background. And yet she's on her phone, tweeting or playing games or playing a game that now she is addicted to more than any drug addict could be addicted to any hallucinogen no, I keep trying or to narcotic. Okay, it's not that I'm addicted to it. This is, you, I keep trying to explain to you. I have so many things going on in my brain at once, and I can't just shut it off. But that game allows me what is the to game bring now? everything because down. I got ripped two years ago when I started playing these stupid casino roulette, no, Wheel of Fortune-type casino games. Uh-huh. You know, or, yeah, the ones that are the the, uh, the slot machine type games. Right. I never gambled on them. I never, I would play them and I'd run out of money and I'd go to another game. That's what I did. And that's what I did late at night to go. But I haven't touched one of those games in over two years. But in the time that I stopped it, two years ago at least, Miss Robin has not missed one single solitary day of playing that game. It is an addiction, and I believe there is no cure, sort of like a lot of other things that are happening out there. So if any doctor out there can help Miss Robin, get what is the name of that stupid game you well, play? there's two. There's two, two or three, and I do the same thing that you do. I, I never pay for anything, so as soon as I run out of lives, I go on to the next one. What's the game called, Robin? Um, there's one that's called The Clockmaker. The Clockmaker? Yeah, there's another one that's um, um, some it, – it, they're all pretty much the same. They're like the match three games. And it's just so that I can bring the noise down. That doesn't bring the noise down. Yes, All it it's does. Doing, and now science has proven. And, you know, this is a show that's, that's based on science and scientific facts. There is no way the human brain can multitask late at night after a long day where you've spent your day racking your brain to put together shows, to, to answer emails, to have conversations, uh -huh. to talk about things that we're going to do later, tomorrow, the next day, about going to back to screwballs in King of Prussia on Saturday afternoon for playoff football action shows. And then you sit around at night. Now, I'm on Twitter a lot, but I'm not focusing on – when I turn the TV on and watch science shows at night, I'm not on my phone. I'm not playing games. I have to watch these shows that I'm listening. I just can't have it on in the background because the shows that I watch require you actually watching the screen, not just listening in the background. Like when I'm watching Impossible Engineering last night and they're talking about building these gigantic tunnels in London to get all the effluent out so that the River Thames is not one big toilet 
because London can't contain the amount of effluent that flows because there's effluent. 9 million people. See, I try to keep it clean. The shit. The shit's all in the river. You think our rivers are dirty here in the States. In London, the shit hits the river. The River Thames is the most polluted river on Earth now. There's 9 million people in London, That's and they have a disgusting. system that was built hundreds of years ago that can't handle all this shit. I can't handle all this shit that I've dealt with every day, but I try to. So I'm watching this show about how they're building these massive tunnels underneath the, t- the River Thames that goes 20-something miles so well, they can handle the all entire, the entire entire London. All of London, yeah. yeah, 20 miles underground, and then massive, gigantic, deep tunnels to connect all this stuff so that eventually, in by 2024, London will not, be, will not have to dump a lot of its human waste right into the River Thames. And if you ever wonder why the River Thames is brown, now you know why. If you ever wonder why the royal family is leaving and why Prince Philip, <laughs> who is basically the doppelganger for Carson Wentz and his wife Meghan Markle are getting the hell out of Philip. London. That's I mean Andrew. Or Harry. Harry, I'm sorry. Harry, Harry! Not Harry Mays, of course. Not Harry, the wide receiver for the New England Patriots. So Prince Harry, the he's the Carson Wentz doppelganger, right? Yes. He's a ginger. Correct. He's one of the princes. And I, I'll get to this later. I don't want to make this at the top of the show. But people are coming after me because I made some comments about all this royalty bullshit with Meghan Markle and her uh, ginger Prince Charming deciding to get the hell out of London. Well, they looked at the River Thames. They must have watched the same show I did and said, how can I sit in London? How would I go on a boat ride if I'm floating around in fecal matter? Isn't that it? You saw that. So I'm saying, wow, wow, do you see that, Robin? And she's on her phone. She says, yes. I said, how can you see a show if you're not watching it? This isn't something that you pick up. Okay. You know, by me... listening to some stodgy, Tony. monotone moron on NPR. Let me explain yes. to you the science according to Robin. Yes. Okay. Explain this. Okay. Me, please. Pay attention. Because I don't believe because the human I... brain can function yeah, this no, way. No, let, me, let me explain it to Are you. Are you a robot that <laughs> I don't know about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Men have maybe one dominant and maybe two or like the second and third track in their brain is is not dominant so they ha- they can pretty much concentrate only on one thing at a time right Women, no i can multitask no no yes i can no you can't yes, they're can. so not no you can't you yeah if i try to distract you when you're doing something then then you get mad at me because you say robin i i'm working on this so men pretty much have one dominant track Maybe another second or third secondary if they really try hard. Women, on the other hand, have at least four dominant tracks in their brain going all at once. I thought you were eight tracks back in the day. No, no, You've no. You've now well, downgraded four. to four tracks? No, track? they have an additional four, maybe like secondary, <laughs> but four dominant tracks going all at once. Is this science or is this yeah, just No, this uh, is science according to Robin, science. and it's very— okay. So it's junk science. No, no, no. It's This is really true. And so— because it's all going and it's loud in your brain, I mean, in effect, women are kind of like, um, you know, have you, They're if you've from ever. from Mars, are they from men or from Venus? What's the one? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus? Well, I prefer my women to be from Uranus. At least I can focus <laughs> on that. So, what happens is if you have all these four tracks going at the same time, you need to be able to bring some of the noise down and by playing these games i can bring the yes, other three when, tracks down See, when i was playing the games i didn't have a tv show on that i was watching 
I didn't have a sporty. Now, I can have a football See, people game. See, are, people are backing me up. Bartco24, I'm amazed how the women in my life can hear three conversations in a restaurant going at the same time. Well, because Robin's on Adderall. No wonder why. Robin's on Adderall. I'm not. That's the difference. Well, then maybe and I don't need Adderall. Do. Maybe you should get because some. I, I have always been in the mindset. By the way, I want to. And by the I way, when I'm watching a football game, I can watch the game and tweet comments during the game because I'm still watching. And they go to commercials every 10 seconds. So I can think and tweet as soon as I see something during a football game because football is a stop and go sport. There's a lot of time to tweet after a bad officiating call or a dop dropped pass or some other dumb comment that people get upset when a broadcaster says something and says, what the hell are they talking about? So it's easier when you're watching a sporting event and you're tweeting. I don't tweet first down because I, I think people smart enough to be watching the game can see that it's a first down. So I don't need to see all the beat writers and all the NFL people telling me that there was a first down. Now, we have somebody I can on see there's a first Instagram, down. Tony. Yes. Steve Olensky um, is saying, how many times do we, do we pass before we shoot, Tony? How many times do we pass? Oh. How many things can Robin do at the same time when she's ignoring a show on effluent and the way London, England is not just getting rid of its royalty, it's getting rid of the rest of their shit the right way? And I watched that entire show with you. And no, I, you did not, Robin. Yes, I'll I did. say, did you see that? And you'll say, no, then I have to rewind it. But and I, then she says, can we watch something else? And then I put paranormal caught on camera right. on, and she immediately starts bashing the show. Yeah, because it's awful. Because it's so Rob, fake. It is, it's not fake. It's, it's what people think is real. It's not these paranormal movies which are faked and done with special effects. It's people who catch stuff on video. I'm fascinated by things. I've been fascinated by paranormal for decades. Robin had her phase of paranormal. No, no, you know, no. it's like people are into wine and then they stop. People who smoke cigars and then they stop. I am still very much into paranormal. No, you're not, Robin. I'm, I'm not into the fake stuff that's being shown on TV. This is not fake stuff. That's why I don't go see any of the <laughs> movies, you know, paranormal experience, uh, paranormal whatever. Come on, people. They're back me up here. These paranormal shows, every once in a while, you'll see a video that you're like, okay, that actually could be real. But 90% of the time, I know, but I'm fascinated faking. by people catching stuff on video. You know, because everybody's got a camera now. And they still haven't found Bigfoot. And the Loch Ness Monster, by the way, has just been deemed fake. Not fake. It's not. It's, it's not, not a, there it's, anymore. It's, it's, There's no, no it's, way it's there. No, anymore. it's not that it's not there. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, a dinosaur no. from. From millions and of I years say, ago. And I want to say, speaking of cameras, for those of you who noticed that there's a little bit different angle on me, I am shooting um, from the brand new fancy schmancy. Oh, is that what? She, oh, you, you have that zoomed in on you. Well, the reason why I, I put it because on you me. Did, you have makeup on and I don't. No, no, no. no. <laughs> because I was trying to figure out what the best position for this camera just to well, test it out. Well, that could do multiple. You could do POV. You could do underskirt. You no, could do, uh, not only that, though, but I can reach it from here so wow. that if we had anything else going on, I can change the camera angle. By the way, Whereas you know what this means right here, Robin? Yes, goes over my head. I see. I saw that. Okay. That was my on my second track. I could talk and hear you at the same time. That's how that works. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, I guess it is anal leakage if the River Thames is full of shit. Yes. Just like the royal family is, by the way. Hello, John's from oh, Abington. And, um, not John's. It's John from Abington, Ooh, even though it says John's. Oh, God. It says John's. Oh, so that means it's Abington. multiple men who see hookers? <laughs> I don't know. Wouldn't that be or multiple Or no, John's? I guess it would be John S. John S. S from, from Abington, Abington, Robin. You leave the less uh, S off for saving. 
So no. anyway, I, let, uh, let, uh, not, enough I'm about this. Sorry, my head's blowing up because I want to get to the business. Okay, there you go. Go back to the business. Because I'm able to bring it back. No matter how far away I drift, I bring it all back to one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there's all kinds of breaking news going on. I will publicly again, which is my mission. My mission isn't to just worry about stupid national politics and wars and things of that na nature. I, I stay up to date on that. If there's a war coming, I probably will know just as soon as everybody else does. I'm not going to be drafted. And so if you want to be one of those people who just goes crazy about everything and you think the world's ending and climate change is going to wipe us off the face of the earth, go right ahead and believe that. That doesn't mean I have to believe it. We're all going to die. And probably not on the same day. But anyway, I digress. Because we got football action, we got the Eagles now, and media in town now ripping into Doug Peterson, Robin. Because you remember on this show yesterday, Howie Roseman, the Eagles GM, had his news conference, his post-mortem news conference to discuss Malcolm Jenkins, you know, players, who are they going to draft, they're going to look for somebody. And, of course, no questions are actually answered because we live in a world not just of movie trailers where the guy says, in a world, in a world of NFL disinformation and misinformation, Doug Peterson yesterday, was he lying? Paul Domowich, by the way, a local writer, has been here for a long, long time, going off on Doug Peterson today. Even John McMullen, my buddy. John, I want to, we should get John McMullen on. Okay. Because everybody is going off on the Eagles today, and it's legitimate media people who are there every single day. You know, all of us who are on Twitter, you know, I watch all the sports, I follow it, but I'm not in the locker room every day, so I'm not going to pretend. You know, all the talk show hosts who haven't been to a game in decades sit at home and watch the game, and then they're experts on everything that's going on behind the scenes. You can't be an expert on what's going on behind the scenes unless, A, you're Josina Anderson, and you're banging a couple of players in different locker rooms to get the inside dirt to help mess up the locker room chemistry by reporting on some miscreants who don't think that anything's going their way, so they've got to go yap to Josina Anderson, those types of muckraker reporters. We have real reporters in this town who are there every day and listen to every news conference, every post-game press conference, everything Doug Peterson has to say. And Doug Peterson, and I'm not defending him, I'm just trying to explain why everybody's upset today. Because yesterday, while Doug Peterson was doing bizarre things with a water bottle in the background. That was really weird. I mean, he did was anybody, making love. I need to pull that up yeah. because if people did not see that. So yesterday, Howie Roseman, whoever was shooting the, uh, the angle, because it was a side angle. It wasn't straight on when you see a news conference and then you see all the advertising, the Gatorade bottles up on the dais, right, on the podium. And then behind you, they have all their sponsorships, Bank of America, whatever. And it's usually a straight on shot that's a pool feed that everybody uses. Yesterday, the media was had their own, and everybody uses their phones now, and they go live on Periscope and all these other events, places. And so one particular angle of Howie Roseman, as he was answering questions from the local media here in Philadelphia, they caught, Howie, they caught Doug Peterson, the head coach, the, directly behind him and to the right side of the screen. But on this angle... He was directly in the camera shot, so you see Howie Roseman in front, and then as you keep looking right behind him closely, he has a water bottle, and he is doing all kinds of bizarre things with that water bottle. He's not just drinking water bottle action. 
I thought maybe he had, you know what I thought? I thought he was like Robin. Robin always has her little uh, lip balm thing. And she has it. She has one in every. She has one in every pair of pants, every shirt, every drawer, every place in the house. Those bird or that the Burt's bees. Which ones do you like? The Trader Joe ones. Trader Joe's. It's the green. What are they called, Robin? They're called lip balm virtuoso. Oh, excuse me. So she uses lip balm a lot. A lot. So I thought when I first saw that Doug Peterson video that Found he it. was working like lip balm. You know, people who have like Robin. That's another one of her obsessions is lip balm. Now, I use lip balm if I'm in the sun or if it's really cold out. Robin uses it all the time. I'm not knocking her. That makes her happy. It makes her feel better. I, uh, that is, when you say, when you accuse me I'm addicted to things, that is the one thing I will admit. I am totally But it's not addicted. a dangerous addiction unless they find out in a couple of years that there'll be a lawyer commercial on, have you Uh-oh. used, have you there's used. There's a doorbell. Li- I know there's a doorbell, Robin. I'm doing a show. I'll be right back. The, the phone isn't ringing. The doorbell is ringing. And Robin always waiting for Amazon packages to arrive 24 hours a day. So anyway, if you haven't seen the video of Doug Peterson yesterday, he's doing all kinds of weird gyrations, gestations, uh, all kinds of tations. He's got a stick in his tongue in it. He's, I don't know what the hell he's doing with the water bottle. And water bottles seem to be a big deal to a lot of people. Did we get another box? Another? Yes, another box. Robin is really happy now. Is it heavy? It's from Carson City, Nevada. Hello. Okay. I have the video, Tony Bruno. All right. So let's show the video. Robin had to go up and answer the doorbell because we don't have a butler or a maid. We're not the royal and family. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to play any uh, sound on this. It's yeah, just, just roll the tape. For those of you who haven't whoops, seen there's this. There's sound. Hold on. Yeah, there's a sound because Howie Roseman is talking. I'm just going to turn the sound off. No, no. You, well, no, play the sound. Okay. And I want to see the video. like you should bring in a senior evaluator or someone on the offensive side to come in and look at the scene and bring a different perspective to that process. For personnel and now watch in the background if you can see this. Howie Roseman talking. Doug Peterson doing water bottle tricks. It's very strange. What's he doing with that he's, bottle? He's rubbing the top of the bottle over his lips constantly. Maybe his lips were chapped and or He was burnt. doing a combination drinking the water and using the liquid to moisturize no, his I think supple the bottle, lips. I think the bottle cap is on. He's just sort of, he, he here. So it, can you see if the cap's on? Yeah, the cap's on. I can see that the cap's on. I can't on. see the cap. It looks like he's licking. It looks like he's fondling. He hasn't inserting no. it in other body parts. He was just I can't see the video because I don't have it up there. He's, he was rubbing the bottle cap over his lips. And then he's smiling. Maybe he, maybe he, uh, Maybe he, there's a certain joy. Okay, I'm going to turn this sound off. So turn the sound it. off. I want to watch okay, it. Okay, I'm going to go back again. Do you have it where it's zoomed in? Yeah. So look, look, look behind you in just a second, Tony. I'm looking. You're going to see. You're going to see it in a minute. Where, where he's going to there? See, he's just rubbing the bottle cap over his lips. Somebody did a Zabruder film breakdown of this yesterday. That's Jamie Apote from ABC's Six ABC, who's a good friend who I've known forever from LA days, and she shot the video. But behind it, Doug Peterson, somebody zoomed in and just, because I don't want to see Howie Roseman. It is very strange. It is But weird. I think that's I've done this before. Well, you. that's what it looks like he's doing. I don't want to go all <laughs> phallic on you. But I have never seen a grown man hold a water bottle while he, without even realizing he's being. Take, it, take, the, take this water bottle, Tony. Let me have it now. Okay. 
I'm going to recreate Doug recreate. Peterson, although he has one of the smaller bottles. Yeah, and then just just rub it. I like, I like my bottles. I like If I'm going to be mouthing something, it's got to be big and thick. Yeah. I don't want no stinking little, like, small water bottle. So just, so just he's rub like, it. He's just, uh, no, no, no. Just don't, don't pucker. Just rub, rub the thing. There you go. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop! Yeah, you obviously don't know how to do that. Ay, papi, que rico. Dame más, dame más, dame más. Take it all, baby. Take all of that bottle. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I digress. Okay, give me my water. I don't know if I want that water back. Boy, that, you have all of my superb. Yeah, yeah. Good thing I don't have the plague. Oh, or, okay. you know, there's a lot of, there's a, there, people are dying from the flu already this year. Did I you know. see that? Yeah, that New In Jersey. Del- no, it was Delaware. Ugh. Aren't there like multiple deaths by the flu this year? There were a total of 63 deaths last year. The first flu-related death was recorded uh, yesterday, I believe. It was announced from this year already. Very sad. So People be careful out there. Wash your hands all the time. I don't do flu shots. And the reason I don't do flu shots is because the flu shots that they give you now are basically all the strains from last year and the previous years. And then all of a sudden a new flu strain comes in and the flu shot doesn't do anything. And I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm not one of these anti-vaxxers. <coughs> You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Pardon me. See, now now I'm thirsty because I was just pretending to drink the water, and I don't have a water bottle. Can I borrow your water bottle? Can I have some water, as Andy Reid once said? You know, pretending that you're filleting a water bottle is, is really makes you thirsty. <laughs> I just figured out. Hang on a second while I have a bottle of water. So anyway. Yeah, uh, John's fr- John S. from Abington. I thought no porn was allowed on Twitch. That yeah. was not porn. That was, was not porn. By the way, the Cinemax, Skinemax movies at night are technically not porn because while there is nudity, it's, simu- it's not even simulated. You know, they shoot those movies now that are real porn movies, and they shoot two versions of them. They shoot two angles. They shoot the you-can't-see-anything angles, not the shot angle. They don't shoot that. They don't show that. Anyway, you know what I mean. Simulated porn is allowed. So anyway, let's get it back to the Eagles. So when Doug Peterson had his chance to speak yesterday, are you texting John McMullen, Robin? I actually need to find his phone number. I don't have his phone are number. Are you serious I right know. now? No, it's a total outrage. Are you, oh, already? We did four months of shows with John McMullen. I Eagles am in NFL Insider. Wait a minute, I have breaking news just in from CBS News, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's not World War III. CBS News is reporting that the world must hit peak meat by this year, 2020, to avoid climate crisis. Peak meat, Robin. Peak meat? What does that mean? That means that you have to stop eating meat. You have to hit, you have to hit peak meat. I usually beat my peak meat when it's not peak enough or picante enough. But I always get Mr. Salt Bay in at the very end to sprinkle that salt all over that nice, beautiful piece of meat. 
peak meat. Like that. Slap that baby. Very, very uh, pornographic opening to the show today, which was not planned. So anyway, Doug Peterson yesterday proceeds to uh, be asked questions about the coaching staff. You know, because teams are making decisions. New coaches are being hired. We're waiting to find out what's going on in Cleveland with the head coaching thing. Jim Schwartz, the Eagles defensive coordinator, reportedly had a meeting there yesterday. And now my buddy uh, Jordan Renan from ESPN, who covers the New York Giants, is suggesting today that the new head coach of the Giants, Joe Judge, is expected to talk to Freddie Kitchens, the former Cleveland Browns head coach, and perhaps getting a, give him a spot on his staff and on, on the offensive side. Not, I don't know if it's offensive coordinator. I don't know if it's quarterback coach, wide receiver coach, whatever. So Freddie Kitchens and uh, Joe Judge, the new Giants coach, who's from Philly, went to Lansdale Catholic. He and Freddie Kitchens were at Mississippi State together. So it's the whole, you know, you hire guys that you know, which happens in all sports, baseball, football, you're familiar with, somebody that you've worked with over the years, you get the job, you're the boss, and then you start filling in your staff, and you're going to go to those people that you're most comfortable with and you've been around. And that's what happens everywhere, not only in sports, but pretty much in industry everywhere. You hire not just your friends or your families, unless you're a politician, then it's all patronage bullshit. Even if your brother-in-law is an incompetent boob, you're going to hire him anyway. But in football, if your brother-in-law or your former partner in Mississippi, down in Mississippi State, is an incompetent boob, chances are you're not going to hire him even though you may like him and even though you may be related to him. You just don't hire relatives because they always screw up your business. That's not something I've said because I've never hired relatives. But isn't that one of the old stories, Robin? Yeah. If you have a business, you hire a relative, you're screwed. See, but I, I actually don't I'm not saying it. 99 or 100% of the time, but a lot of people say that. A lot of people do say that, but I don't think that that's completely true. I think it's only true is if you hire relatives just to hire them and they don't actually have the uh, desire or the talent to do what you want them to do. You know, you just put them in the place because they're whatever. But if you have a team of people exactly. that are all on the same goal and they happen to be family, that actually is better because they're all in it together. They're not out for themselves. They're in it together as a family. The only place where that is, that, that, that is abused more in one industry more than any other, politics. Yes. Right? Somebody becomes mayor. Yeah. He hires his brother to run mm -hmm. the airport. He hires his sister to run. And none of them have any experience yeah. at running anything. Exactly. So anyway, let's get it back to the – so Doug Peterson yesterday was asked about, you know, the coaches that are still around. Remember, he was asked about Jim Schwartz to comment on whether Jim Schwartz was coming back or not. Now, I give him, I'll give him a pass on that one because Jim Schwartz has permission as a, as a coordinator to go – you give the – you know, you give him uh, – he's not going to go take another defensive coordinator. He's not doing a lateral move. Right. For example, he's not becoming – he's the Eagles defensive coordinator – if he's going to try to become a defensive coordinator somewhere else, that's not kosher. But if you're a defensive coordinator and somebody wants to interview you for a head coaching job, that is a step up. So you can't prevent somebody from doing that. You say, hey, you know, if he gets the job, good. So Doug didn't comment on it. And that to many in the media and people watching the news conference was, well, Doug doesn't care if, if uh, Jim Schwartz leaves. I don't think you can say that definitively. I think you can say... What's he going to say? 
Is he going to say, well, you know, I, I hope he doesn't get the Lions job so he can come back and be and continue to be the defensive coordinator? No, he doesn't say anything about it because he doesn't know whether he's going to get the uh, head coaching job with Cleveland. Right. And he doesn't have to answer if he doesn't get the head coaching job, whether he's firing him or not. If he wanted to fire him, he would have fired him at the end of the season, right? So commenting on a guy getting a job interview as a head coach in another city, I can I get him not talking about it. But the other thing that he said yesterday that really has really pissed off a lot of the local media, including Paul Domowich and other veteran guys in this city who have been around a long, long time, is transparency. You know, most coaches, you see it. Bill Belichick doesn't give in the media any answers. He puts them in an uncomfortable position where they have to be afraid to answer or ask a question because they, they're worried that he might not even scold them, but give them an answer that seems like he's talking down to them. How dare you ask me a question about something that actually happened or something that might happen? Doug Peterson is part of the modern day, I'm not going to say anything, even if I know it to be fact. And what makes the situation yesterday with Doug Peterson's news conference is when he was asked about his assistant coaches, not just Jim Schwartz where he didn't talk about it, but his offensive coordinator, Mike Rowe, and not Mike Rowe, of course, of uh, he's, he, would never, jobs. he would never get fired. Mike Rowe is a human god. Yes, he is. He's just a brilliant, brilliant man. But Mike Groh, G-R-O-H, and the wide receiver coach, Carson Walsh, Walsh, W-A-L-C-H, Carson Walsh, and they must like him because his name's Carson, and the quarterback's Carson, and he's the wide receiver as coach Carson, 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 Carson. He was asked yesterday about those two guys on his, on his offensive staff, and he said they're coming back. Yesterday he said that. Today, boom. What happened, Robin? Out of here like Vladimir. So why would you? We getting John on the line? Yes. Can you? Yeah, because I want to do, like, do him now, or do you want to finish? This? No, no. I want to. Okay. I want to get. Not necessarily do him now. Although he's an attractive, balding man like myself with a gray beard and a man who understands sports and especially the National Football League, and sometimes delves into wrestling, old school wrestling, new wrestling. He's a very, very. He's a. He's a. He's a Renaissance man. Not Joe Walsh, of course. Thank you very much, Stevie B. Before we get too far away from one of the things I threw in there, the peak meat, Stevie B, our buddy, said peak meat was his name when he was in the porn industry. In fact, I may change my, I may change my, my Tinder handle to peak meat. It's a good name right now. Peak meat could be a group. It could be anything. But ladies and gentlemen, one of the other local media guys, not the ink-stained wretch, even though he is an ink-stained wretch, but somebody already has taken that title. He's the great John McMullen from 97.3 ESPN and, of course, NFL and Eagles insider. He's in the locker room every day. He's at the games. He, too, was there yesterday, and he, too, is visibly, visibly shaken at what happened. Not because coaches always throw smoke and don't want to say things, but because the coach yesterday said two guys were safe, and today they're apparently gone, according to Chris Mortensen and, 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 and of course, uh, Adam Schefter at ESPN. John McMullen joins us. John, how are you today, buddy? Doing well. Thanks for having me, Tony. Now, I saw your tweet because you, you posted the Eagles' statement on uh, the situation now, which I, I guess is official, 
that Mike Crow and Carson Walsh are gone. And yesterday, you were there with the rest of the media, and while Doug was playing with a water bottle and then spoke about how those guys were safe, they're not safe anymore, and now there's outrage throughout the Delaware Valley. Paul Domowich and many other long-term scribes are visibly, visibly shaken about the lack of transparency. Yeah, well, I have a little bit of a different take. I, I, I don't think Doug has any power. And I think this is coming from above. Mm-hmm. And I think, Tony, if you go all the way back to uh, after the Eagles won the NFC East, um, Doug went unprompted and brought up the the great job Mike Rowe did to get these practice squad players and these players you never heard of ready. Yep. Mentioned Carson Walsh by name. Did it again yesterday and flat out said they'd be back. So I get, you know, Dama's a good friend of mine. I get why he's upset because the first thought process is, why is this guy going up to us at lying to our faces and 24 hours later uh, saying something different? I don't think he was lying. I think he wanted those guys back. And whether it's Jeffrey Lurie, whether it's Howie Roseman, they wanted a scapegoat, Jason Peters, somebody above Doug on the flow chart wanted a scapegoat, and these guys were the obvious scapegoats. That's how I am taking this. No, I agree with you. And I, I even mentioned before we, we called you that where people were outraged yesterday about his lack of, of any kind of comment on Jim Schwartz, and I understood that because Jim Schwartz is still his defensive coordinator, and he's not making a lateral move to another team to take a job as defensive coordinator, which would be a, an outrage and questionable but he's getting interviewed for a potential head coaching job in Cleveland. So what is he supposed to say? Is he supposed to say, you know, well, if Jim doesn't get that job in Cleveland, I want to keep him here. You can't say that, and you can't say, I hope he gets the job in Cleveland, because then it looks like you want him out of here. So I didn't, I didn't have any problem with the way he approached the Jim Schwartz situation. And again, I, who am I to say that I should have a problem? But what, what Paul Domowicz is saying, and I'm not disagreeing with Paul, he's, he suggests in his piece that – you know, coaches don't normally say anything, and we always were mad at Andy Reid in this town for never giving us anything. And a lot of coaches don't give any, um, us anything, especially Bill Belichick. But coaches don't give you anything, and then when they say something, we're going to trash them for not being transparent. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I'll say about Schwartz. I, I, I thought the messaging was bad there. I think it's pretty easy to get across to convey what you want to convey. And you're right. You're exactly – Tony, that's what you should say. And, and Doug said part of it. He said, uh, look, I've, I have a lot of respect for Jim. I think he deserves to be head coach in this league. Uh, and then you say he's under contract uh, uh, through 2020, uh, and he'll be back if we have the opportunity to keep him. I think that's pretty clear cut. I think Doug messed that up, and it was pretty easy to convey. I think that was a messaging problem. He struggled with that. Uh, but for the guys today that got fired, I, I mean, he, he said they'd be back less than 24 hours ago. So there's a couple things. Uh, a, I, I don't think Doug wants to make himself look like uh, a, a dummy, number one. So that's why I tend to look away from Doug Peterson. And B, you know, the Eagles are not – it's not like they're at our bequest. If they haven't made these decisions, they could have held off that season-ending press conference to today or Friday. It's not like we have the scheduling. So 
So if he had not gotten approval from Jeffrey Lurie to bring these guys back or Howie Roseman or whoever made this decision, uh, you know, don't say anything. But the one thing you can't say is, no, they did a great job. They'll be back. That's what Doug said. 24 hours later, you have something completely different. That makes the organization look bad. Totally and, agree. And they do look bad. You're absolutely right, John. And, again, <clears throat> I don't want to have Barry Doug Peterson here because I think he's done a great job here. You know, week to week, everybody complains about play calling and this and that. But you're right. I mean, that was Howie Roseman's end of the year postmortem, which, you know, he doesn't talk during the season. And he always tells everybody, you know, I'm going to talk at the end of the year. And you're absolutely dead on right that he did it yesterday because I guess Howie wanted to do it yesterday. And so he needed to have Doug there too, I guess, to, to answer questions as well. I would have rather Doug stayed there with a water bottle and just kept rubbing it around his mouth and not said anything because he put himself and the organization put him in a bad position that, as you astutely point out, could have waited another day so that you don't look like complete boobs when you say these guys are coming back and then they're gone the next day. I mean, that's, that's just that's the power of when you're an employee and your bosses tell you what to do, you get put in the spot where you could say something that now makes you look absolutely ridiculous 24 hours later. Yeah, I think if you look at this and everything, every coach has a shelf life, and I'm not insinuating at all that Doug is even near leaving Philadelphia because I don't think he is. But ultimately, everybody moves on. Everybody. doesn't matter who it is. And Andy Reid obviously had a tremendously long shelf life, but at the end, it was just time. When we do look back at, at Doug Peterson uh, and when he is finished, whether that's five years down the road, ten years down the road, whatever, you're going to look back at days like this and say, this is not the first time this organization has hung him out to dry. Uh, where he has to go out as a spokesperson. You mentioned how he doesn't talk during the season. Jeffrey Lurie doesn't talk during the season. Um, and, and he's got to go out and be the face of this franchise and say things, and often he's not given the information or the correct information of how the organization feels, and you have these contradictory things. You go all the way back to the Super Bowl championship and the White House controversy. Yep. That had nothing to do with Doug Peterson, but he had to go out there and he had to address it, and, and, and he had to give information he didn't have because Howie Roseman Jeffrey Lurie didn't have the you-know-whats to go up and answer questions. Uh, and I think there's a similar situation. The old buddy Ryan quote, he's not the first to say it, but it, it's famous in this town. Yep, it, I know if you one. start listening to the fans, you'll be sitting with them. Yes. That's what Jeffrey Laurie just did. They don't like Mike Rowe. They don't like Carson Walsh. And it's tough to sell another season with those guys as part of this staff. And he wanted a scapegoat, and, and that's what happened here. Now, another name that's out there, and I haven't seen any relation, but, of course, uh, my buddy over there at the NBC Sports Philadelphia who's in the locker room and interviewing the guys every single time says, what about what, – if you're worried about uh, Carson Walsh and Mike Rowe, what about Corey Unlin, the defensive back coach? Is that another how we call, or do they have to wait for Jim Schwartz to, to make a decision <laughs> on who is defensive uh, – all his assistant coaches are going to be. Who has the call on that? I know, obviously, it's ultimately the general manager. You know, but Derek Gunn made a great point on, on a question today. What about Corey Unlin? 
who's been more under fire than the defensive backs on this team? And so if you're going to get rid of the two offensive guys, is he safe? And who makes that call now? Yeah, I, 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 I joked, and I've joked to you, I'm sure, at times. When I do the organizational flow charts, uh, I do. It goes Lori, uh, Peters, Roseman, Schwartz, then Peterson. Uh, I do get the feeling they're definitely more afraid of Jim <laughs> uh, because of the way he carries himself and his personality. But, no, they make decisions. I mean, Andrew Sandejo, I often bring up. Jim Schwartz wanted him here. Uh, Howie Roseman made that decision. If they don't want Corey Unlin here, he's not going to be here. Uh, I do think there's a certain segment of the fan base that, yeah, points at him and, and, and similarly to those guys, Mike Groh and Carson Walsh. But I don't think it was at that level. Uh, I could be wrong. You could hear different things. But everybody wanted Carson Walsh out, and 99% of these fans wanted Mike Groh out. I, I don't get that kind of Defcon, you got to get rid of Corey Unlin. A lot of people don't like him, uh, but I, I, I don't get that same feeling. We're talking with the great John McMullen, our buddy, our Eagle Insider. You can follow him on Twitter. He's always locked in at JF McMullen on Twitter. He's there all the time. So now the next move is, you know, assistant coaches, who's going to replace Grow? who's going to replace Unlin? Uh, not Unlin, he's not gone, oh, Carson Walsh. And we're seeing a lot of, you know, Joe Judge, we talked about him <clears throat> the other day, the Lansdale Catholic uh, guy who's now the head coach of the Giants, apparently talking to Freddie Kitchens, according to Jordan Renan from ESPN, who obviously a local guy and who's up there covering the, the uh, Giants for ESPN, says that Freddie Kitchens and he went to Mississippi State. They were at Mississippi State together. And so we're seeing, and this happens all the time, John, as you know, you know, Freddie Kitchens, Mississippi State guy, Joe Judge, Mississippi State guy, let's bring him in. He's out of work put his offensive mind to work in some way, shape, or form with the Giants organization. And so as teams are now making moves with assistant coaches, especially the new coaches installing staffs, what, is there a sense of urgency for the Eagles to make a decision sooner than later and, and pinpoint and pick out the guys that they think will be better suited to, to be the offensive coordinator and the wide receivers coach or the quarterbacks coach? Well, there's always urgency when you're competing for the same people. You see that with head coaching all the time. That's why Matt Rule got that contract in Carolina, because they knew the Jet was waiting. They knew the Giants wanted him. Uh, and, and you have to act very, very quickly if there's competition. Uh, from the Eagles' standpoint, I think the key is, and I, I, I know I've already heard it, I've already got people tweeting me, asking me, everybody wants Deuce Daly to be elevated to offensive coordinator. I think they have to look outside the organization. I think that's the whole problem. You need new eyes. You need somebody who's away from the situation. Remember, Doug Peterson had an opportunity to elevate Deuce uh, a couple of years ago, and he decided Mike Groh was better. So this assumption, because he, the fan base liked him as a player, that he would be a good offensive coordinator, I think is a flawed one. I think they have to look outside the organization uh, I think they need more of a veteran presence. Everybody wants to fall back to Frank Reich. Well, Frank Reich was uh, a longtime coach, a longtime coordinator, uh, a former quarterback himself. He's been around this league for for decades. If you want a uh, Frank Reich, if you think he was so great, well, you don't want Deuce Staley to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, 
So I, I think it's important to get outside the organization uh, and get new eyes on this offense and, and, and try to get a, a different thought process and a different look to maybe address some of the issues. John McMullen. All right, John. Last thing, we got some breaking news as you are on the program. <clears throat> we love that when we do our pregame shows all, all season. And this is uh, not exactly breaking at this moment, but Mike Leach has moved on. Mike Leach leaving <clears throat> and going. See, everybody was ripping uh, Everybody was ripping Matt Rule the other day because he re-signed, uh, not signed, they gave him an extension at Baylor, and then he jumps to the NFL. We all knew he was going to get a lot of phone calls, and everybody assumed it was the Giants, and now he's the Carolina Panther coach. But when a coach leaves one college and goes to another college, that's the one that always makes me scratch my head because if a coach can't move up from college to the NFL, then why, why are people not upset when a coach goes from one school to a bigger school or a better school? Well, you know college football, Tony. I mean, A, a it's, uh, it, it's not exactly the, the cleanest business in the world. So uh, a lot of it has to do with alumni. Uh, a lot of it has to do with push and pull from that. Uh, it, from Leach's standpoint, they're coming off that game. They were so awful defensively. Um, and, hey, it, it's, I just talked about shelf life. The same thing exists at the college level. But the difference is those guys are always looking for bigger and better. They're looking for the next stop. And we've seen it locally with Temple. How many how many coaches have used that in recent years as a launching pad to go to other places? Um, that's what college football is. And until you get to Alabama or Ohio State, you're always looking to get to Alabama or Ohio State. Well, the one thing about Mike Leach we can all agree, his post-game press conferences are not the normal pablum. He, when he says something, people listen. They play it back on radio and TV shows, and he's going to take his talents from Washington State up there in the Pacific Northwest, where a lot of people don't get that kind of upfront humor, but they'll love him down in Mississippi State, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just like guys who, who, who do say something. Exactly. Uh, instead of, you know, instead of, and unfortunately for Doug Peterson, he, he says a little bit too much when he's not given the all-clear to say those types of things. So that helps as well uh, also. So I look at it in a positive way, Tony. That gives us, people like us, more to talk about. By the way, I have more breaking news, and I'm not making this up because we joke around a lot with dumb stories. I just got a DM from former Eagle great Mark McMillan. Now, you remember Mark McMillan, don't you, John? Sure. Uh, uh, corner. Absolutely, uh, one short, of the Eagles' corners. Very short corner, but very feisty. Exactly. He has just DM'd me. I'm not making this up. He has just been offered the job. Let me read the exact tweet. Happy New Year, buddy. I was offered the defensive back job, defensive back coach job, at the University of North Carolina. Oh, I'm sorry, at the University of Northern Colorado. So he is uh, apparently going to Greeley, Colorado, a place that you've been, I'm sure, many times, John. Northern many Colorado times. football. The, the the international airport there is renowned. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, hey, come on now. This That's is what I, you know. Carson Wentz came from you know from the Dakotas. What's wrong with Northern Colorado? There's nothing wrong with it. But that's, <laughs> hey, Mark wants to get in the coaching. 
That is a tough profession, man. You got to go to places like that, and you're moving every year or two. Uh, but hopefully, he he gets his. Uh, you know, he starts climbing a ladder. That's how you do it. You move up, and no, I'm happy. That's for what him. that profession is about. And I'm happy that he DM me for this breaking news. You're not getting that on the NFL Network. You're not even getting that on ESPN, which does 24-7 college football. I guarantee you, <clears throat> most people... You're not people even getting that on the transaction wire. You're damn right. I'm getting direct message. When you get direct message from NFL players, former players, to give you the latest on their career, and as you mentioned, diving into the coaching ranks as a defensive back coach, the, yeah, and you know who they are, the Northern Colorado, right? They're the Northern Colorado Bears. They're not just any bear. They're bear football, the UNC Bears. <laughs> that's a good program, too. That, no, I'm happy for that. I'm happy for Mark. He's a great, <clears throat> great former player, great family man, does a lot of charity stuff. He's one of those guys, he's a cheerful guy every time you're around him. I'm happy for guys like that. They, you pursue your dreams. Well, and you that's know what, what he's it doing. Is, Tony, it's about relationships. You know, you know who broke the story about the Eagles today, right? It was Greg McElroy the old Jets quarterback. He was the first one that said the Eagles were going to shake up the coaching staff today, and he went to Alabama. Well, who was at Alabama for a couple of years that he probably got to know? Mike Groh. Mike Groh probably told him. Boom. It's all about relationships. See, let me give you a roaring round of applause for that. You know, I mean, Adam Schefter, Mort, all the, you know, the big national guys who break a lot of the stories, the legitimate voices that we see. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, all of these guys, that's who I follow. I follow you for the local stuff and all the local media people who are legit. But there's a lot of people on Twitter who just throw stuff out there and people run with it. I got duped a couple of times a few years back when I was stupid enough to buy fake parody accounts uh, that were la- claiming to be the actual person. <clears throat> but Adam Schefter, as good as he is, and Mort, they have to get their information from sources. They're not in the Eagles locker room, and you absolutely nailed it. So has Greg McElroy now been outed as the guy who broke the story? Did he did he put it on the uh, did he give it to Mort? Is he being credited with the story, or how did you find out it was Greg I, McElroy? I don't I don't know if people have credited him, but uh, he was on this morning very early that said he heard the Eagles are going to shake up the coaching staff, um, and he was the first one who mentioned anything, and obviously it came to pass. I find it very hard to believe he got lucky. Uh, and and he was at Alabama. I think Mike Rowe got there the year after he became the co- recruiting coordinator in Alabama. Uh, but you know how colleges are. Once you're in that pipeline, you're in that pipeline. Exactly. So you got to know somebody to know somebody. You know a guy that knows a guy, and then that guy knows somebody, and then he breaks a story, and then Greg, Greg McElroy will be promoted up the food chain as an NFL insider. Just like you, John, except you have earned your right. You didn't, although I know one thing, you never were able to go on all of those Pro Bowl challenges during the Super Bowl week and throw a football through a tire as nicely as Greg McElroy did back in his day. <laughs> hey, he, and, and, and Greg's a really smart guy as well. So he's got, uh, he, w- he had the huge Wonderlick score. Exactly. Uh, and he made it to the NFL, so he deserves some credit for that. Uh, but yeah, when you see the Schefters, uh, and Ian Rappaport from yep. the news they're breaking. It's coming from HR, and 
I'll let you do the homework on that. But HR does not stand for human resources in this case. Or home run, which, you know, chicks dig the long ball, and they love dingers. And last thing, John, our, our Twitch audience is vast. It's, it's worldwide. And here we are talking about the University of Northern Colorado Bears in Greeley, Colorado. And Bartko24, one of our Twitch followers, said, My son, a proud UNC, a UNC graduate, you fly into Denver and you drive up, and I don't believe he appreciates your cheap shot at the Greeley, Colorado <laughs> International Airport, John. Well, uh, they're still going to come. <laughs> Everybody, if we learned anything from Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes, don't take yourself so seriously. It's all a joke. Well, I think I may have to start doing that now in my career after almost 50 years. Start? I, I've just been taking myself way too seriously over the last 50 years. And I'm going to try to change my New Year's resolution on January 9th, John. I'm going to start approaching things with humor and not take everything so seriously. The great John McMullen, ladies and gentlemen, answering questions, and as always, answering questions and questioning answers. That's why he is who he is. John McMullen, ladies and gentlemen. John, I think we're going to be doing maybe a, I don't know if you're involved, but we have a pregame show up in, uh, but I don't know if you're a part of it. I'll find out. Saturday, live, countdown to kickoff returns up to King of Prussia. If you're not there physically, I'm sure we'll be checking in with you for playoff action Saturday from 2 to 4 at Screwballs in King of Prussia. Live, baby, to get ready for, for of course, Minnesota, San Francisco. And uh, Saturday, of course, the other game is Tennessee at Baltimore, the night game. So 435 and then 815 the games. And on Sunday, 305 and 640 in the divisional playoff weekend. And hopefully we'll talk to you, if not see you. John, great to talk to you, buddy. All right. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate thank, it. Thank you for, for giving us your time today. Appreciate it. There he is, the great. Let me put my hands together one more time for John McCann. <laughs> That's why I love doing this, Rob, and I love doing this show in particular. Because, you know, I don't say, I, I, I don't put John McMullen on and say, you know, I only got three minutes, John. I got a hard out here. You can talk, you can expound, you can have fun. True. You can ask him about all the other things, like the University of North Colorado. I believe there is no other show in the entire world where we can do as much as what we do. Well, I haven't been checking all the sports shows in uh, in the Middle East right now. I think they're probably on Speaking on of pins and different countries, did you see the major fight in uh, Venezuela? The I have video. What so, kind of fight? A uh, boxing uh, match? No, because I have the greatest I have the greatest boxing TKO ever ever. And here we are early in 2020, Robin, a new decade. I have the greatest fight tape ever. Now, this isn't bum, drunk, bum fights that used to be on the Internet all the time. Remember those? Mm -hmm. Bum fights, and people thought that was a great thing to watch guys who were strung out on drugs and That's beating each awful. other up. And people were paid for this stuff. This is a video that you will never see. Some people have already seen it, but we have a real fight, you know, because it's Winter League in baseball. Right, and so this is a real fight. This is via Daniel Alvarez Montez um, on Twitter. But the, it's postseason baseball in Venezuela, and the teams that we're playing are Aguias del Zulia and Caribe de An. Boy, Robin, your Spanish is horrible. It's horrible. I'm can I say it so I can properly pronounce it? Well, 
Where is it on Twitter? I don't have it. It's um, Caribe de Anzotegui. I think I got that pretty good. But the Caribs and are in the red, uh, and Zulia are in the white. And this is a major brawl. Hold on a second. Let me pull it up, um, and you will see it. So this is an actual baseball. I thought Venezuela. I th- maybe they, maybe are they fighting for food, or did they get the provisions yet down there in the supermarkets? Unfortunately for those people down there, who we saw, you know, going into empty stores because their government's corrupt and they take all the money away, and the politicians keep it, but the poor citizens get screwed over. I love some baseball action. I love a little brouhaha, Robin. Well, is this, this is a, a pier- major. This is a major brouhaha. Is this a Pier Six brawl? We haven't heard of that in a long, I think long time. I, what I was told that the um, the hitter takes his ba- his cl- bat and goes after the pitcher. That happens a lot. Hold on. Let's go to the tape right now, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the, what's the count? Let me look now. So the score is what? I can't see it because it's too small. Can you make um, it bigger, Robin? I can't make it bigger, can, yeah, unfortunately. Can you make it bigger on the screen? <laughs> uh, one to 13, big- looks like. So it's 13 to 1. It's a yeah. beatdown. It's a 13 to 1 game. What inning is it? Because this is all important for context. you got to have Hold context. On. Let me see if I can blow this up at least. Oh, baby, blow it up. Not like Doug, not Doug Peterson blowing on a water bottle blow up. No, 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 no. I want to see so, this, baby. Because I want to do some blow by blow. Because I have, I have not seen this video. I heard about it this morning. I didn't have a chance to see it. But we love, we don't love brawls. So it's thirteen one apparently in the second inning of play. In other words, it is an absolute butt whipping. Yes. Early in the ball game, a mismatch. Let's go to the tape. (laughs) All right, here's the pelota. Here's the, the wind up. It's a stretch. Oh, and he throws it right out of the butt. And he goes right after the catcher with the bat. Oh, and here they come. Wow. Why are you making it smaller? I want to see this. Can you understand what they're saying? Of course, I want to see the action. I don't care what they're saying. So it basically becomes like an MLB fight. Nobody does anything. So they all go running around, and, and there's no hands. Now, that's, that's the, one of the most vicious things, because normally, as we've seen in the major leagues here in the United States of America, when somebody gets hit by a pitch and a blowout, it's obvious he's throwing at the hitter. But normally, the batter grabs the bat and runs out to the mound because it's the pitcher that throw the bull, throws the ball at the guy. When he's got to hit him as like the cowards do in baseball, which I've been against forever. And this guy, the hitter who gets plunked, he immediately starts wielding the bat at the catcher. That's something you rarely, if ever, see. Now, here's the whole sequence, apparently. So earlier in the game, somebody gets plunked high. He gets one high and tight. And it's still 13 to 1. So the Zula team guy throws at the other team, and the bench is empty. But there was no, no brawl. So then that was the retaliation. Ah. See how it works? One, ah, see, see. One slap dick pitcher has, is told by his gutless manager to take a, 
a lethal weapon and throw it at a guy because his pitching staff is not good enough to get people out and is losing 13 to 1. So then you got to send a little chin music to the next batter who probably, you know, hit a home run earlier because it's 13 to 1. And so what happens then? They get a warning. And then, of course, next inning, oh, there's some hands being thrown there for the yes. earlier one. This was the prelude, right? Because the guy that got, and I don't even think the guy got plunked there. Well, John Morales from NBC says this is the absolute worst example of homers in narration I've ever heard. One minute of being incensed at the pitcher, not a word about the batter attacking the catcher with a bat. Even they should be suspended. No, there's some hands. It looks like a lot of hands being thrown. Oh, yeah. No, this is like punching and... It's about damn time. Listen, I am not about... I hate the stupid baseball unwritten rules of, hey, you hit our guy, we hit your guy. Now it's not, you don't even have to hit a guy anymore. Ooh, that ball got real close to a guy. That means empty the benches first. And then when the next guy comes out and throws it right and hits the person in the back of the hip, then we'll get serious. Then the guy who gets hit has to take a deadly weapon and go after the catcher. Here and they were a homer call. Of course, obviously, the team that was, uh, the team that was losing mm-hmm. that threw the ball and hit the guy, the announcers are obviously homers for yeah, that team. Ob- obviously. Because they were mad about the pitcher, not the catcher. Now Burton Gus says, baseball fights are like kitten videos on YouTube without the cute. Exactly. I, I, my favorite baseball throwdown, and, and I'm, I'm glad that Duncan Dad, well, he talks about Rich Eisen, which is fine. But play action real. Nothing better than Nolan Ryan giving the noogies to Robin Ventura back in the day. Robin Ventura with the White Sox charges the mound. Nolan Ryan hits him. And when Nolan Ryan hits him, the batter, Robin Ventura, runs and charges the mound. And Roland Ryan, a big strapping country boy from down there in Texas, puts him in a headlock. And what does he do, Robin? He starts giving him the business, the noogies. We need more noogies in baseball because I did it all for the noogies, the noogies. And you can take that bat and stick it up your ass. Jesus. Speaking of fights, let's play my fight tape of the day. It's not about Fight Club because you're not supposed to talk about Fight Club. By the way, speaking of cats, Miss Robin has just uh, corralled pussy in her lap right now. <laughs> and that's hard to do. Yeah, well, not if you're Miss Robin. It's actually pretty easy to do. <laughs> well, she's, this, this pussy's got claws. Robin, did you turn my thing down again? Nope, it's up. Why can't I hear it? I don't know. Exactly. Now, Robin has Miss Lily, who is purring away. Can we get some live purring now? Because, you know, we have three beautiful cats. Miss Robin knows that Miss Lily was our first cat. She's the mommy. She's adorable, ragdoll. And Miss, Miss Lily is very different than the other three cats. Yes. Miss, really, Miss Lily, when she, wants to be, when she wants to be petted, she comes to you a little bit, and then she's afraid. Like you, she, she starts purring, and then you want to pet her, and then she moves away a little bit. Yeah. And then finally, she's like she's, a woman. She's like a tease. She's like teases you with some purring. And then when you try to reach over to give her, you know, rub her head, she moves away. And then eventually she, she, she basically gives in. Now let's go live and listen closely, ladies and gentlemen. 
You want to hear live purring pussy right here? We got pussy. We got purring pussy. We got, we got ragdoll pussy. We got all kinds of pussy in the house. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I good. No, I uh, pussy. Yeah, see, and then when you stop petting her, she she starts whining. She's just like a woman. She's a cat woman. Her claws need to be trimmed again. She's sharp right now. As Stephen Norcal says, that's one hairy pussy. Yes, they do have beautiful hair, though. Beautiful hair. All right. All right. Um, now, we got to go to the other video, and I'm going to rip this. For all of you out there who don't want to hear me ripping my local mayor, Philadelphia's mayor, Jim Kenney, I want you to listen anyway, because I'm, I just want to confirm to you all of the things that I say on this show and tweet on Twitter about the one area of politics you, can, you have a better control over, which is your local politics. You're not going to control whether Trump gets thrown out or not unless you vote him out. That's fine. You want to vote him out? Vote him out. You want to get mad at Congress people and stupid impeachment processes and all the other stuff, and you want to take sides on that? Go right ahead. That's your right as an American. But you sitting at home wanting something to happen doesn't mean it's going to happen. I worry about local stuff, things that affect me and my fellow citizens. Burton Gus says, popcorn time, Kenny rant, beautiful man. This is not a Kenny rant just because I rant about Kenny every day. But this is, this is an example of tone-deaf behavior beyond a reasonable doubt. Again, I don't know Jim Kenny. That's not a per- I don't personally attack the guy. You know, I don't, I don't say things about him. Uh, maybe every once in a while I'll slip a little. Uh, and so he does this thing called mean tweets, yeah. which he stole from Jimmy Kimmel and all these other late-night guys. You know, and President Obama used to go on and read. And, no, it was – remember when – who was it? Not, it was Jimmy Fallon did the mean tweets. I think originally. But he did him set the music, and they were funny. Yes. Because, you know, President Obama would go on there and well, read what them. He would do, Jimmy Fallon would have people come on his show, celebrities come on his show, and they would read mean tweets that people had – talked about them exactly and back then five six eight years ago it was pretty funny because they did it they produced it it was set to music you know it was cool but but jim kenny who was so far removed from everyday reality that he would need the hubble telescope to find reality now thinks that because he did this a couple of times and oh by the way i was prominently featured i'm proud to announce that i was prominently featured in every single version of the mean tweets that Jim yes. Kenny would read. And I, I have a feeling that you're part of probably no, on actually, here as well. No, actually, I watched this this morning. I'm not upset that he didn't include but, me, but what he, he did, let me set this up. He doesn't have the names on it anymore. Right. He used to put up the names yeah. of the people who would mean tweet him. And my name was prominently mentioned, and I'm proud of it. So he would read these mean tweets, and at least when he put the tweets up, he would put the names behind him. Now, while the city burns, while the city has vigils last night for a father of five who was run down by a hit-and-run driver in, in Philadelphia the other night, while here in South Philadelphia, the neighborhood where a, 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 someone working in a store, a family member of a local grocery store at 9th and Porter, blocks away from where we live, is gunned down in a hold-up attempt where the, where the criminal got away with nothing except leaving a dead young body in the store. And there was a vigil for that family last night. Jim Kenny, in his infinite wisdom, decides, hey, let's get the staff together. Let them write. Let's do an editing job. Let's spend hours 
in uh, sub, against some brick wall with the Twitter birds in the back and put together his first edition of Mean Tweets, inauguration difference, I- edition. And I want you as a fair-minded person. This isn't partisan to me. I don't care. I mean, obviously, there are no Republicans in Philadelphia, so this isn't about a Republican would do a better job. We would never know that. There hasn't been a Republican for 67 years. Those are just facts. So if you love the guy, keep loving him. you hate the guy, then you vote him out. But people won't vote him out because there's, there's no way a guy like Jim Kenney gets voted out in this city. And he's going to run for governor in two years, even though he's, he's all excited about the next four years. He doesn't want to be mayor. He wants to be the governor. Then he thinks he's going to be president. Good for him. But listen to the tone deafness and listen to the bad editing and the fact that this guy thinks this is funny at a time like this when we have two schools in Philadelphia shut down because of asbestos. And, oh, by the way, that asbestos didn't just appear out of nowhere one day. The asbestos has been in the school buildings for decades. And now all of a sudden they find out that two public schools in Philadelphia have asbestos and the students have been told they can't come to school and the parents are in in front of the school buildings worried about their kids' health and worried about their education. That's not important enough for Jim Kenney. He needs to sit down and have his staff, the ones who dance with him on the Sanctuary City dances in his office and think that that's cool, sit down and watch the editing, watch him basically, and again, I don't care if he rips me. I, I, don't, I don't even think these are mean tweets. I think these were made up. And even if they weren't, they're not funny. And my biggest point is, why, Jim? Why and why now, as we are nine days into a new year, and last night at 4 a.m., dozens of shots rang out right near City Hall at 4 a.m. in a drive-by where 38 shells were fired. But let's do mean tweets today, Jim Kenny, and let's show the world what this absolute buffoon is doing. This is worse than Nero fiddling while Rome was burning. This is 10 times worse than that. Let's go to the tape. Hello, Philadelphia. Serving as your mayor for the past four years has been the greatest honor of my life. Together, we've fought hard to bring equity and opportunity to all neighborhoods and to make the government more accessible and accountable to the people. As I begin my next term in office, I want to hear some feedback about how you think these past four years have gone. So let's read some tweets. Here's to four more years of failure. No, I think you've had enough failure in your life. You don't need four more. Be right back. Going to vote at Philly mayor out of office. You must have got lost. I won. You've ruined Philadelphia with your liberal motives. You're a real bum. I say I'm a real crumb bum. Here's a better picture. And I'm not going to lie. I think I'm pulling off that bowl cut. But Larry's hair looks good, doesn't it? So glad I don't live in your city and I'm retiring and moving south. I will watch on world news as your city gets worse. Nothing ever changes. Happy retirement. And to anyone who comments that they're glad they moved out of the city, just know we're glad you did too. Adios. Worst mayor ever. Thanks for that hot take. New voting machines made it easy to vote all Republican. But only 19% of you figured that out. At Philly Mayor, hi, who are you? Why are you on Twitter for me to see? 99th mayor of the city of Philadelphia just started my second term. Google me, learn something. That's what the internet's really for, not for this shit. He's more concerned about intersections and what bathrooms genders should be allowed to go in. Well, that was very, that's not Shakespeare. 
and he's going to get reelected. So lame. You know what's lame? Not being woke enough to understand that gender is a spectrum, and just because something doesn't affect you doesn't mean we shouldn't care about it. Self-centered. Since you love diversity so much, step down and give a Republican a chance to run the city. Uh, no. Climate change, it's called weather. You're a disgrace of a mayor. Well, when your basement's flooded, give me a call. Thank you for that thoughtful and constructive feedback. Over the next four years, I plan to continue our work to lift Philadelphians out of poverty, address the opioid crisis and the gun violence in our city, and create an inclusive economy, including all you goofballs who tweeted me, with quality jobs, higher wages, and a skilled workforce. If any of that makes you angry or upset, you know how to get in touch with me. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the mayor of the fourth or fifth largest city in America. That's the man who's representing us in this city. And he grew up down here in this area where I live and I grew up. And you get angry. And here, my, again, he can do whatever he wants. He's the mayor. This is America still. But if anybody on this day, of all days, this week, this year, to get in people's faces because they have the audacity, again, were there any? He's the only one who used profanity in that thing and then had it bleeped out. It is badly edited. Imagine how long it took him to read those phony takes and then think that they were funny by trying to use humor. There was one self-deprecation with that dumb and dumber thing. Even that didn't work. And again, if you think that's funny, congratulations. You're the reason he is a mayor in this town, and you're the reason buffoons like him are ruining cities all around this country. I told you, we've got trash piling up. We've got national people coming to town, and I'm, I'm, I don't know if you heard the announcement today. I will gladly be joining Scott Pressler and these other people who are going around the country to help cities that have been left abandoned, the taxpayers who want what the government is supposed to provide us, safe streets, police protection, sanitation pickup. Police and fire protection. Yes. That's what, that's what we pay taxes for, We're actually right? going to have um, uh, Scott Pressler on the phone, probably, and Darius Mayfield, uh, who was the person who contacted you um, in studio next Friday is what we're working on. And we're going to do a special show. Uh, one hour show. Yeah, it's not going to be part of our regular right. Twitch show because we want to talk. We don't want to do this yeah, all this about one topic. Yeah, this is very Philly-centric. This will be a special edition, which will be a separate show, and we'll do it on Twitch. And again, I'm not trying to change the world, but you know, when I hear people complain about we need to do something right now to fix the planet, to stop the fires, they have no legitimate answers to do it, to fix it right now. And so if there's a climate thing that I know will work immediately, I'll be the first guy in line to say, let's yes. do it. But you know how I take care of the planet or things that I can control? I pick up your trash on the streets. All of you slobs who decided that I'm woke and that I can clean up the environment while you're throwing your beer bottles and cans in every neighborhood in this city and, sadly, in many cities around the country. So this is just mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling. I get all the Trump hate. Yeah, he's the devil. We're going to die every day. You go crazy. That's fine. You can do whatever you want. Nobody's stopping you. But the bottom line is that when we have people like Jim Kenney, who actually, 
who he puts that on the internet, puts that on the internet while a bunch of people were shot at 4 a.m. in the shadows of City Hall when people are mourning the death of their loved ones with, oh, by the way, no one arrested for the crimes mm. of killing a young man working at a grocery store who went in to steal something, didn't get away with anything, shot him and went away in the dark of night and no suspects arrested. And sadly, as in the case of many of these crimes, no suspects ever get arrested. And even if they do, no one is held accountable. Well, like the uh, the guy who in Rittenhouse Square, he killed somebody with a knife. There was a big trial that was down. And Larry Krasner right lowered there. the charges. We and again, talked, I don't want to see people but he only going got to ju- two months probation. Probation, like he didn't no, have two the, years probation. Two years probation, but only two months in jail. Again, I'm not going to sit here and try to be judge, jury, and executioner. You know, obviously, the social justice stuff. It's going on everywhere. That's, I'm not even talking about it. I'm talking about the mayor of this city who is a national embarrassment, yet there are people in this city and around the country and around the world who think this guy is some incredible, an incredible leader of, of people who is saving the population of the city while he ignores 80% of it. So anyway, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't want to run for mayor. I would never, I could never be a politician for one reason, Robin, because I would never want to be beholden to anybody to help me get The elected. only way that, uh, well, the, I think the entire thing needs to be overhauled. You shouldn't, the whole uh, PAC system and all the money that gets poured into, it, it's, it is the formula. If you wanted to make a formula for corruption, our political system is it. Well, and, and again, Period. you know, I liked his mean tweets two years ago because they were sort of funny. Right. You know, but, was... but but to do this now when we're in a new yeah. year where this city just you set a record. Yeah, I smell Jim Kenny out there. Fear. When a city is is setting records for numbers of gunshot victims on a nightly basis. Are you proud that your city just set a new record for the number of people shot and killed, Jim? To think that you're going to go into a studio and have all of your minions write really bad jokes and comebacks that you can barely get off the screen from reading from your teleprompter? You can't even pull it off. If you were at least slightly glib enough to pull it off, it might even be interesting. That's even more embarrassing. Not the fact that he reads them, the fact that he can't read them. And even his comebacks are lame. Who thinks that's good? Who thinks that's funny? And, oh, by the way, who thinks that that's, this is the right time to even do that stuff? Boxcar Studio says, you should try living in South Bend, Oregon, Tony. I love Bend, Oregon. I that's where the Phillies uh, I'm single I'm assuming that's team, Oregon. <laughs> he says, oh, South Bend, Indiana or South Bend? He just said South Bend. Oh, no, Bend. South, Bend is, uh, South Bend is where Mayor Pete's from. He's the mayor of South Bend, oh, Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Where Notre Dame is, Robin. That's bad South Bend knowledge there's right there. There's also a South Bend, Oregon, which is no, the first thing. No, there's Bend, of... Oregon. No? Yes, there's a town called Bend, Oregon. Okay, well, I'm sure. And I know that because way back in the day, the Philadelphia Phillies had a minor league affiliate up there. Boxcar is Indiana. He is. Of course yeah. it's South Bend. Mayor Pete, he's leading in, he's leading in New Hampshire. And the good news is, I tweeted this morning, Mayor Pete is now the front runner in the New Hampshire primary, which means he could become not only the mayor of South Bend, but now he can move up to a slightly bigger place and become president of New Hampshire. 
Mayor Pete looks like he might become the president of New Hampshire, Robin. The president of New Hampshire. The that's king, a big that's, the that's king a slight of New move. Hampshire. That's a slight move up from the mayor of South Bend, Indiana to the mayor of New Hampshire, which is I think slightly bigger and probably has the same population. Now we have somebody on the line who who pretty much has comments on everybody everything, but in particular he would like to talk about weather. Well, Correct? It's traffic and weather together. Traffic and weather together. Dean? Wait, Dean, I thought Dean was our stock market guru. He haven't you learned by now he knows everything? He doesn't know anything about the weather. He lives in Florida where the weather never changes. Give me a break. Tony. What? Tony, my, my, the, the, the encyclopedia salesman came to my front door. My wife told him, get out. My husband already knows everything. Oh. <laughs> Who the hell sells encyclopedias anymore? <laughs> exactly. Hey, no, it's two things, a couple things here. Um, first of all, you know, when you were talking about the, your mayor, the dirtbag that he is, um, talking about on Twitter, my sources deep inside the scumbag industry of the Democratic Party, okay? Are well, by the way, the I want you to right know that the, 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 the Republican Party has a lot of scumbags, too. Oh, yes. The, 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 the Democrats are just a little more scummy. Right. Well, the Democrats, uh, I'll say this. Bastards. Having been a lifelong Democrat, the they're Democrats have proven bastards. one thing in the last two elections that they lost to a Republican. Al Gore was a sore loser who couldn't even win the home game. He couldn't even win his home state of Tennessee. And he cried, and then they had to go back and uh, count the votes in Florida and the hanging chads, and he's still crying. But he did the, invent the Internet. Yeah, but the best thing that ever happened to Al Gore was he didn't become president because then he became a billionaire scamming everybody that the Earth, earth was going to end. And he became bigger, oh, fatter, and bought bigger houses and bigger airplanes and is living the life. And I'll say something on the And then on, when Hillary Clinton on, on lost And then wait a minute, then when Hillary Clinton lost 3 years ago, they still every single day. This is not an opinion. This is certified fact. Cannot accept the fact that their golden girl, Hillary Clinton of lock. This is like when you, you know, when you say, when we were talking about betting and a team looks like a mortal lock and you say bet the house, send it in. Oh, this is going to be a double digit beatdown. And then, like the New Orleans Saints proved last weekend, they go out and they have to play the game. And then they can't stop the run, and they can't stop the Vikings, and they can't stop Kirk Cousins on the final plays, even if there may have been a slight push-off. And then you sit around and you say, how could this happen? That's How could the Patriots lose to the Dolphins and cost me a case of wine? Well, because I knew that. I saw that coming because I'm all, I'm all seeing and all knowing. Yeah, sure you are. Once you see this, uh, listen. So anyway, guess listen. Uh, this is what's going to happen on Twitter. It, it's in the works right now. It's not out in the public. Is this yet. breaking news? This, this is my sources, Tony. It's going to happen when, like, you someone sends out a tweet. Okay, you are going to be limited to how you can respond. The the amount of words you respond to that tweet. So you can no longer, when you take opposition to somebody like a, a, you know, a Democrat on there, and they go on there and say something stupid, and you want to reply to it, you're going to be limited to like three words to comment on that. I know, though. No, there's no doubt. I mean, and this it's is all the about the, no, this. It's in the this, I know it's in the world. Well, I saw it yesterday. They're going to have different terms. Global. Did you see it? There's a globe. So if you want the whole world to see your tweets, you set your account to global. Well, no, that's an emoji. I think. No, no, that's not no. emojis. It's a setting. And, and then oh, what, no. what's interesting, uh, can you find that, Robin? Oh, setting? Okay. No, let me, let me tell you. I saw this yesterday, and I immediately knew that this was Twitter's way of trying to control speech in an election year. And that, if that's what they want to do, you don't have to be on Twitter. You can drop off, be on it. 
But uh, I know he didn't invent the internet. It's a joke. Oh yeah, it's pathetic. But yeah, that's. But no, find it. There's no, no Twitter has a uh, Twitter will put now not not emojis, as you point out an option. Uh, Robin's found the story now on the option. This is at the CES in Las Vegas, the Consumer Electronics Store, and the all right. Twitter douches so are all here, out there. Yes, here is the way it's going to happen. Twitter is adding a new setting for conversation participants. Right on the Compose screen, it has four options. How many options? Yes, four. Wow. Jack must be listening to the show. <laughs> Global, group, panel, and statement. Global allows anybody to reply. Mm-hmm. Group is for people you follow and mention. Well, only I do like can... group play, so I'm going to be involved in that one. So probably. only those group people can follow and mention. Panel is people you specifically mention in the tweet can then reply. And panel, so that's so it's panel. No, it's global. Global group panel and statement. So global is exactly what we have now. It's yeah, already, anybody, anybody all over the world reply. could have been anywhere else, but they're on my feed and they're following me group at Tony Bruno Show. Mean say say if 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 you want just Republicans. To, and I don't want Republicans well, following I'm just, me. I'm giving an example. I want everybody to follow if me. If you want just Tony Bruno fans to be able to, and you have a Tony Bruno group, then only those Tony Wouldn't Bruno those group cults? peoples would be able Can to. Can we just change the name? If you want to be in this cult, yeah. then you join that cult. If you have your cult, now, if Charles Manson, if they need to be a new spawn ranch and we need to get women to come aboard and have sex with us, and then we convince them to become psycho killers, <laughs> uh, then we can have that group. Yes. Now, panel is people that you specifically mentioned in the piece. So if you say, uh, if you, Tony Bruno, tweets and you mention um, at Dean from Clearwater, then only Dean would be able to respond to that. I just call people him up and yell at him. <laughs> now, the last, this is the worst po- one yeah, of all. This is the one that, sh- this is the, this is the, this, this is the is capper. The, this is the capper. Statement. If you have statement, if you click on statement, it will simply allows you to post a tweet, but nobody can respond to it. Exactly. No replies, no nothing. Now, the first three, if you're reading this, and I read this last night, and I'm saying, oh, this looks like a good idea. And then they, ba- then they nail you with number four. Yeah. And number four on the list, while you're trying to think of whether global, group, or panel is acceptable, statement means that if they can allow people who want to pimp their own crap, and primarily political, because Twitter's loaded with political garbage from both sides. Everybody's got Definitely. an angle. People who want to run for local office, you can tell. You can sniff them out right away. They either work for a political party or they're part of a political party or they're operatives who get paid to give opinions. So now what they'll do is anything that they agree with, any kind of, and they lean, there's no doubt, they're an anti-conservative speech. And so any kind of Democratic talking point or something that's being pimped that's labeled as statement, they will let it go. And then the other ones that they don't like, they will block out. That's what, that's what this is. About. It right. says it right there. Read it again, Robin. What is the statement part of the Twitter news? Statement simply allows you to post a tweet and receive no replies. So you're just making a statement. So that means that anybody that can, that if you think that your view is the one and only and you don't need any responses because you know everything, then you can make a statement. But you choose it. Twitter doesn't. So Yeah, because they want, make, they want people right. to think that they actually care. And so while they're, while they're shadow banning people, and blocking people and removing followers from those whose comments they disagree with, regardless of whether they're... Obviously, I believe people who threaten people, 
those are those are good things. If you say something vile or or or, or you threaten somebody, you should not only be removed from Twitter, you should be investigated. But the right. other pro- the problem that Twitter has now, they have been nailed so many times in Facebook. They've been mailed been nailed so many even Elizabeth Warren's complaining. So it's not a Republican Democrat thing. Even Elizabeth Warren is crying about Facebook allowing certain things that she doesn't like to remain on I love the response. So when asked if there's a concern, if the the ability to limit replies could mean misinformation couldn't be as easily rebutted, the the CEO, Z, of, of Twitter gestured to the ability to quote tweet as one possible resolution, but it's something we're going to be watching really closely as yeah. we experiment. If you believe that, if you believe that, I've got a, uh, I got a guy at the Baghdad airport who shouldn't have been there, who should never have been killed. All right? Twitter, I said this the other day. Twitter, I've lost, I've been losing, I've been losing more Twitter followers this year than Iranian protesters, Iranian worshipers going to a, a funeral. That's how many people. I'm losing more people on a daily basis than they've lost in a, in a stampede to go and you bang each other on the head. you got more politicians worshiping these dirtbags over there now. Of course it's they pathetic. are. Of course they are. They, 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 that, that's so a great part about America, Dean. Up for a terrorist? Can you imagine living in this country and standing up for a terrorist is what that guy was? It's, it's ridiculous. Now, listen, Tony, another thing was you were talking about global warming crap a little bit. Wait a minute. I have breaking news. Wait, Dean, I, ha- I, have to, I, have to, I hate to interrupt you. I have breaking news right now from the high speed adult entertainment wire because the CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, is going on in Vegas. But every time that comes around, you know what else comes around? And there'll be a lot of coming around. The AVN Awards, the Adult Entertainment Expo. Coincidence that all these nerdy geeks who go out and look for the latest trinkets in electronics <laughs> also can go right across the street and get the latest uh, toys for yes. adult play. It's, it's a two-for-one event. That. That's, see, that's brilliant marketing. You're going to bring out exactly. all these geeky people who are into the latest tech, and then you can also have them go right across the street and get the latest dildos, all the latest things and that you need. all their favorite porn stars. Exactly. And get, I, I was actually signing at one of those shows once. No, that was pretty funny. I, was actually. Actually, <laughs> I went there to say hi to my friends in the industry, and I'm in one of the booths with the uh, – with, right? You, yes, were you there with me? I was there with you. And I was there with, uh, with, the, uh, with the Vivid. Uh, yes. And, you know, Brianna Banks and a lot of the Vivid girls were there. And so I'm over there talking, taking pictures with them, and people recognize me, and then they They're wanted like, me to have- sign one of their uh, – Naked pictures, except I didn't have any naked pictures, but I did. I did provide one later on in the hotel room after the show. Oh, I like this one. This is Rebel Man Thirty One. We now have naked pictures. You run into a parking lot, and it's ugly. I'll sign a bit. You know, those pictures of me running naked in the uh, Glassboro, New Jersey, uh, Landmark Americana. Those will be available at the Super Bowl. So if you're going to come to Miami and you would like me to sign, are they going to be glossy? Yeah, they're not. No, they're going to be flat. Although my butt is not really yeah, that no. flat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do cute, the... You got a cute butt, I got to Sepia. Say. Isn't that the turn? Sepia tone, Is it yes. sepia tone or sepia tone? I think it's either or. There. Either either. Tony, don't you go running around down there in Miami Beach like that. Green Peach will freaking roll you No, right no, I'm not going to get naked in Miami unless I have to. I, get, I, I am packing the banana hammock. I already told oh, a couple no. of my friends in the media because you know South Beach. It. South Beach... Everybody's going to go there because it's Miami, and it's an obligation to go to South Beach when you go to Miami. I've been there a million times. Robin and I have been there. And so the banana hammock must be brought because there will be lots Are of Brazilians. Bring I'll bring the boy shorts, 
There'll be a lot of hot Brazilian chicks on the beach. You know, it's an international flavor down there. You know know how many hot Latina and Brazilian butts will be on display on the beaches of Miami for Super Bowl week this year? I'm not a big butt guy. I'm a nice little round, nice. I like him round. I mean, I don't want. I don't want. I like. I don't want Lizzo big. I want. Yeah, I don't want baby with too much back. I no, I want a nice. Li- I want the nice onion. It's got to be a nice <laughs> onion. And you know, a lot of white chicks like. Just take Robin for example. Oh, thanks. Not an onion. <laughs> no, I know. Not, not an onion, but still, you know. When I was well, horse- she, when she, I was horseback riding. You can't blame her. When I was horseback riding and riding my bike a lot, I had a great butt. But no, you got to so squat. More squats, Robin. I think that sure should be your resolution. And me, too. It's all about squats. You've seen there's a site called She Squats. Have you seen that one? No. And it's all no. these chicks with great asses and great thighs and lower body. I've because She that Squats, site. that's what it means. Not Sasquatch. That's a different that's site. It's weird. When I think of squats, She Squats, I think of something totally different. No, no. This is a much more pleasurable way of squatting. You know, it hurts. But when you're squatting, and I want everybody right now to stop what they're doing, get <laughs> out of their chairs. No, but I saw she squirts, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those are different. That, you know, you have to have an acquired taste for that, okay? <laughs> I mean, oh, that's not for everybody. No. That's not for everybody, oh. folks. I don't want to tell you what to like. You make your own choices. It's your, Here, uh, me, it's me, your porn, your choice. Let me mouth my water bottle again. <laughs> Speaking of water, Tony, did you see? Did you see that um, Glacier National Park? Yes, is pulling off its signs that said these glaciers will be gone by 2020, and these signs were posted over 10 years ago. Oh, the global warming BS, and now they got to pull their signs down. But here's the best part of that story, because I follow everything, not just stupid sports. In right, 19, they had those signs up in 1948 when the glaciers <laughs> were supposed to melt. Then they had it again in 1961 when the glaciers were supposed to melt yep. from Glacier National Park. Then they did it again in 2000 and then 2020. And here's the best part to show you how screwed up government is and how they just pay scientists to give them the information they want. The sign was supposed to be taken down earlier. And here we are in 2020. And you know why they didn't take the sign down <laughs> before the new year? They couldn't afford to make a replacement sign, and they couldn't agree on what the new date is. The drop dead, dead uh, what, do, what do you call it here? The well, expiration they've, date. They've uh, left it open-ended. Yeah, because, you know, they should make it 2030, and then we'll come back in 2030 and see what happens. That's why I, that's why I, 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 I no. call it a climate hoax. The climate changes forever, but the people who insist that we have to pay money to fix this, and that's going to do it, you pay your money and fix it. Because We've it, only had 30% shrinkage, and they were expecting 100 Well, I've had shrinkage like that, but you get older, man. You know, they <laughs> sag a little bit. And then you got to call, of course, you got to call the big hurt, Frank Thomas, to fix that. Oh, uh, yeah. Because you know, remember, Dean, to... she'll love it too, man. She'll love it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, Dean... hey, listen, I don't... Robin, did you uh, get my text? Uh, I haven't had a chance to look at my text during the show. All right. Well, I sent you. I sent you. I, I should have sent. I, I would have sent that to Tony. But sending a text to Tony is like sending one from to the moon and expecting it to get back with it. Yeah. No, I, I would get back to you faster from the moon, actually. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I sent you a tracking number 
So you have a you have a delivery coming that should be there Saturday, but you know, just open it on Monday for your entertainment on. on now the I have show. a box here that we oh, got. Oh, look at that! Could this be it? Could this be your box? No, please? it's not. No, it's... my box will be there Saturday. Yeah. I sent the tracking number to Robin, and also in the. Oh, uh, what's in the box? Tony, I, in, in the tweet, in the text to Robin, I said, by the way, Tony, can you reimburse me for the $47 freaking shipping charge? $47? Did you ship a whole case? <laughs> That's what he did, as as promised. I'll, 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 how about that? How about if we go halfsies? How about we go Dutch? I'll pay half of the shipping. <laughs> but you have to send. But here's how it works. You have to send told, more product. I'll pay the shipping and extra shipping and handling. Are you going to let me have half of Robin? Which half? Hey, hey. What do you think this is? A, you think this is a wench auction here? You get that at Disney I don't World. Know, you said something about going Dutch, so I'm like, okay, I'm ready for that. No, that's not the kind of Dutch I'm talking about. <laughs> Jesus. You're a disgrace, Dean. Does All your right. wife know you're well, saying this stuff? What do you Of course she does. All right, I just wanted to check. <laughs> <laughs> Arrivederci. All right, get out of here, Dean. Get out. Get out. Get out. Not a Dutch oven. No, no. Although, not a du- what's a Dutch rudder? I don't know what a Dutch rudder is. A wench. No, when you go into the Disney, there's, there's in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, there's the wench auction. Yeah. And it became well, totally. No, but no they, 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 they changed it. Down it. Now. No, it's still, it's still the redhead running around because they didn't change that. It's the, what they're saying. What they're saying in the wench auction was, I want the redhead. Bring us the redhead. And then the guy who's the pirate who's conducting the wench auction, all right, look at the, look at the superstructure on her. They took all that stuff yeah. out. It's still a wench auction. But they, because they didn't want to make it completely. Yeah, now have it's, to the, crash it's the woke it. auction now. It's the woke auction. Because I think now there's a couple, I think there's more women chasing men or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, they, they um, remember because the, Danny, the, the women Dow, were chasing the men with the rolling pins. Yeah, Danny Dow uh, says, I walk away for one damn minute and miss this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've survived how many constitutional crises now, Robin? How many existential threats have we survived? A lot of them. I survived a lot of stuff. I will survive. I will survive. Hey, you know what else we're going to survive? What? Mail time. Oh, yeah. yeah. The mail's here. Come on. Stand by after the mail time. I will have an explanation of what a Dutch rudder is. Ah, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. It is that time where you all all get your, your loins are girding right now. Isn't that the term we determined was an actual real term? Yes. Your loins are girding. They're shivering like Chris Matthews on MSNBC. You're getting a tingling up your legs? That's because it's time for... Oh, what's in the box? I have a box. Now, did you order this box, Robin, or no. is this a secret? Do you know what this... I know what this box is based upon the, uh, the location. It's this Carson is... City, Nevada. Is it a stripper? No, this uh, is um, a... Wait a minute. It's gold from the... From the old mines, the gold mines that have been reopened and somebody's out there panning for gold and they're sending us their booty and bounty? This is one of our uh, new sponsors. This is a sponsor? We were just talking to Darren and, and he um, has a couple of different companies. So this is one of our new sponsors sending us products to try the out. The man who brought us one of the most sought after items at Radio yes. Row at the Super Bowl 
year after year after year. And those, of course, were? You remember, Robin? Yes. No, I mean, the glasses, we, we the thin optics. Thin optics. Thin and optics. every single year that we, even after they were no longer representing thin optics, and so they weren't sponsoring anymore because the new, the yeah, new guy was kind of stupid. Yeah, they invented thin optics, and then, <laughs> co- of course, they, the company was bought out I know, by they, someone else. They got, they got so much publicity from the Tony Bruno show and everybody at Super Bowl that wanted them. And then uh, the new people that took over, Ooh, nice. they were like, ah, we don't need the Tony Bruno show anymore. Um, we're just going to go on without them. And, and they've, gone, they've gone to hell ever since. I, they, they have. I mean, you don't hear about them anymore. But um, everybody at Super Bowl that had gotten them Every from year, us previously, people come by like, they say, hey, you, you got have any- some more of those? Yes. Now, this has got a lot of paper in it, Robin. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm sure you can reuse it for what? I'll reuse years this for some gifts. Valentine's Day is coming up. They should have put red in here, but green it works on Valentine's Day. I'll send this to Jim Kenny and my lovely gift that I'll send him. All right, here it is. There's a lot of product in here, Robin. There is a lot of product. I want to see. I want to see. What I can't is it? take them out one by one. It's like coral. Coral. Here, hand me that. Not Coraline, of course. You remember her. Oh, okay. So I know what this is. So this is um, coral. Uh, the company's name is Coral Silver something, right? Let me see. Hold on. Uh, nano Silver Technology. In, and this is Coral. Not Nano Nano. Coral Nano Foam. This is um, the. Well, you're really right on top of this, Robin. Well, no, because I'm reading it. I don't have anything in front of me because it hasn't sent it anything yet. But this is There's a toothpaste. toothpaste. And it has, for those of you who, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but I had years of issues with bleeding gums and every single time I would go to the dentist they would say are you flossing and I would say yes yes I'm flossing I'm flossing every single freaking day and what is going on and I did my own research and I found out that through through trial and error that I was allergic like many many people out there no I'm allergic to sodium laurel sulfate which is in like I know her. every I know single her. toothpaste out there practically and so I started using um, there's a only one or two kinds of Toms of Maine that has no SLS in it. There's a couple of other ones. And uh, now they're finding out that fluoride is bad for you. So this is fluoride free, SLS free, and it has nano silver. Now silver is an Not antibiotic. They use it. I know I use it in my butt. Yeah, they they when put it I in, have these yeah. I have these swabs in there as I'm still healing from the surgeries. It's like a Q-tip. Colloidal, colloidal silver, silver, excuse me, colloidal silver is an antibiotic. So this contains none of the bad stuff and extra of the good stuff. And this is the foaming toothpaste, and they have all sorts of other things. We'll, we'll be getting more and more information about Product. it as we uh, start ramping up our sponsorship. Uh, for this, and but they have not just toothpaste; they've got all kinds yeah, of product. Like I'm excited. I'm very excited to try this. We love new uh, innovations. The ones that I was using don't taste very good. Like I, I sorry, Tom's of Maine, but your your stuff tasted like crap. So what does Tom know? He should be ca- catching oyster, uh, catching sh- lobster for us. Why is a guy who should be lobster fishing and giving us nice lobsters worried about toothpaste? Tom, more lobsters, less toothpaste. So, anyway, there's a lot of product. Yes, there's a lot of product. We'll Coral. try it out, and we will let everybody know. But um, you got the Astro Glide in here. <laughs> silver, uh, silver line Astro. I'm I'm excited about this. I am too. We know a lot of good people. 
And these are not scams. These are not fly-by-night companies. These are legitimate operations. Well, this one, I think Coral has been around since, like, the 60s or 70s or since something. Since the like Earth, that. since the last ice age when all the ice melted, and then we found coral, and then we made coral reefs. Did you know that nano silver infused up to 100 times more powerful than other colloidal silver particles? When I hear that word colloidal, though, it doesn't, uh, it's not very sexy to me. And above sea coral calcium naturally aids in restoring pH balance by neutralizing acid in the mouth. Ooh, mouth. I'm very excited to try this because, you know, your teeth are important. Should I brush my teeth on the air with this and do a demonstration? Maybe tomorrow? Maybe. All right. Um, your teeth are so important. And people are – this is one thing that I just – the American system, I do not understand. No, Coral uh, is not on stage at Delilah's. She was not there last night. On American insurance is one of those things that I really don't understand. I do not understand how 99% of dental work is – optional like as yeah. if it's as if it's not necessary it's cosmetics your teeth are one of the most important things for functioning you're absolutely right everybody's doing dental implants now but they cost thousands and thousands of dollars and they're not covered by any I don't insurance understand. i get it I and don't what get happens it. when your teeth especially when you get older your teeth break you know you may have had a root canal and then that tooth breaks mm -hmm. off and the only option is have all your teeth pulled out and put dentures in or have implants put in the problem with implants, as you all know, that's why you see all these dental centers where they're now telling you you're going to have teeth in one day. And all they do is they, you, you probably have dentures first, so your teeth yeah. have all been pulled out. Right. And instead of having the ones where you have to glue them up there, and then like Nancy Pelosi, you have to do that, try to keep them in, because <laughs> you know, they start to fall out. Because yeah, yeah. I, I have a denture, but it's just a partial. Right. I get a partial every once in a while, you know, when I get a little excited at night, Robin. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I, I don't get excited about the partials. It's only the full ones that I get excited about. I know. Anyway, but, but it, the dentistry, and, and there's a lot of great. I love my dentist. He does a great job. Anything happens, tooth breaks, I go over there. He fixes yeah, he's it. fantastic, but it's not his fault. But you now have to take out a home equity loan to, get to take care of your teeth. And you know what that is, Robin? It's an outrage. Damn right it is, Mr. President. Damn. Anyway. You digress. I digress. We'll give the, uh, the football picks will be posted. I mentioned we got NFL action this weekend. And don't forget, let me repeat for all of our friends in King of Prussia, or even maybe you want to come into town for the weekend and don't want to come into the city, get yourself out there to the King of Prussia area. Maybe go to the mall for a couple of hours and then come on down to Screwballs in King of Prussia. Screwballs, the number one sports bar in Montgomery County. It's been voted that way. The people have spoken. We were there all year on Thursday nights. Forever be free. That was creepy. Chocolate chip cookies. That's a walk-up sound. What? Ah, that was D. Conrad in Vegas. That was his walk-up sound. It was kind of creepy. It was kind of creepy. But, of course, he's the one that had us creeped out forever with the knock, knock, knock. I know. I missed that. You missed the knock, knock, knock? Yep. Anyway, here we go. Saturday. Let me get some NFL music in here. Uh, Scrapple Joe, yes. Tony is still posting on the <laughs> The picks are posted. 
on the TonyBrunoShow.com website. And not, not yet. I didn't post this weekend. Okay. Last weekend's were posted, and, of course, at thepropsnetwork.com slash Tony Bruno. So you don't have to pay for these picks. You don't have to go crazy. You don't even have to bet on the picks. Last Saturday, swept the table 2-0. and Then Sunday, I stunk it up and went 0-2 with the stinking NFC selections. Got sucked into the Saints hype. And then I also took the Philadelphia Eagles, being a stupid homer that I was, and knowing full well that the Eagles were owned by Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. But this weekend, Saturday afternoon action, Robin. And who doesn't like action in the afternoon? 4.35 kickoff Saturday, the first game. The Minnesota Vikings against the San Francisco 49ers out there where they, the field is all nice now. I saw a picture of it this morning. They went back to the, uh, what do they call that script on the 49ers? Checkerboard script? It has a, it has a name. Somebody, One of my buddies out in San Francisco in the media. Because, you know, they played the that. The font? Yeah, the font. That's exactly right. The okay. font. The font. It's a certain font that the 49ers, the old school 49ers right, right. logo in the end zone. Remember, they did a, a, one, of the, one, of the, one of the really bad Shall jobs. Should we just call it Gold Rush font? How's I like that? the Gold Rush. Been to that club. I think there's a Gold Rush club out there that I used to go to all the time. But anyway, so they fixed the field up. They had that red box bowl, remember, out there right, where Powell right. played? Uh-huh. And then they, they had to try to paint over the 49er logo. Yeah, that looks With the really team's tacky. logos. You know, they did a half-ass job because, let's be honest, it's the San Francisco 49ers field, and they had a bowl game, and they put red box out there. Everybody yeah. got two rentals this weekend and all that other kind of crap. But the bottom line is they'll be playing football on that beautiful field out there in Santa Clara. And, oh, by the way, I'm not giving a pick right now. This is just a tease. Tease, 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 tease. 4.30 the first game. We'll be live at Screwballs 2-4. to four. Two to what time, Robin? Four. Correct. That's the pregame show. That's the countdown to kickoff show. And even though the Eagles aren't involved, or the Cowboys aren't involved, or the Buffalo Bills aren't involved. Is it going to be on Twitch as well? Yes, it will. Unless we, we don't feel like bringing the equipment. We'll be live. We'll be local. We'll be late breaking. Wait, we have breaking news, Tony Bruno. I said this as soon as I heard it. I heard what happened, that plane that was supposedly had a mechanical failure in Tehran. Dean says, breaking news, they've now announced that the plane in Iran was shot down. Of course it was. Yes. They I were said, putting missiles in the air. I know. It's amazing that they were able to miss all of the military bases, but they actually hit a Ukrainian airline with innocent people and 178 people were all killed when this plane, and they were trying to make excuses for it. And unfortunately, our media believes the Iran state media and runs with their information, but doesn't trust our own government. Now, I don't trust our own government either, but I ain't gone to Iran state TV to get my information. Not when I have MSNBC and CNN to get me pretty much the same thing. And so, and there was one NBC reporter today, and this is what I do. I don't like to play Twitter cop or Twitter tough guy, but when I see supposedly national media people, journalists, not hacks who just put opinion pieces up there, that's all over the place. When I see someone with a blue check mark, including myself, and they are making comments that absolutely positively expose their agenda, right? and they pretend to be actual journalists, and then get called out on their tweet, 
and then pretend that nothing happened. That's the world in which we live now, and that bothers me as a former journalist. So when people get mad at me, why do I call out people on Twitter? I'm calling out mostly journalists who are supposed to be real journalists who are nothing but hacktivists now. And if you don't see a problem in that, then you don't really care about news. So here's what CBS um, quoted U.S. intelligence sources saying, a satellite detected infrared blips of two missile launches followed by another blip of an explosion. And meanwhile, Newsweek quoted a Pentagon and senior U.S. intelligence official as well as Iraqi intelligence officials as saying they believe the Ukrainian plane was hit by a Russian-made TOR missile. And who has those Russian-made missiles? The Iranian regime, not the people of Iran, who are good people. In fact, you were showing me pictures, and I remember this, in, as, as early as 1973. Now, I know that's 50-something years ago. That's the year well, I got married. Well, the revolution married. happened in 79, and that's right. when everything changed. Exactly. But in 1973, if you look at pictures of Tehran and Iran it and looked, all the great people yeah. who lived there, they were, you know, they were all living it, I mean, it, it looked it, like it, it could have been the United States. Exactly. There were people, you know, kids wearing bell bottoms and women wearing mini skirts. And exactly. men and women, they were, in, women especially, were encouraged to go to universities. They were becoming, they were um, encouraged to do stem cell research um, way before uh, American women were encouraged to do this. They were government-sponsored programs to send them to different universities so that they would ha get a diverse education. Exactly. And um, there was great music the, This and was fashion. a beautiful, civilized yeah. country yeah. that was taken over by religious extremist nutcases who all hate one another. Yeah. And so now you see these people. You see that beautiful country in tatters because of religious fanatics who have been fighting these kinds of ridiculous civil wars going back to the Stone Ages. And as someone who studied this stuff and really keeps up on it, it saddens me to see what's yeah, going it is on. Sad. And so people who think this is about protecting Trump or defending Trump, it's not. It's we, about reality. My when we lived in Europe, we had my mother worked with a lot of Iranian men and women. And so we knew a lot of I mean, we we had invitations to go back and visit them. So there's people even that I know uh, or that I knew I shouldn't say still no because I haven't really kept in touch with them, but that I knew growing up, and I've been I told was told several years ago, don't come over here. I mean, you you do not want to come over here. It's it's not like it used to be at all. So it's very sad. Exactly, and you know, and then and the other night when that plane was shot down and all the Canadian many Canadian students on there, you know, they weren't they didn't go to you know they unfortunately they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the plane gets shot down, and then the immediate excuses are, and then they wouldn't yeah. release the black box to yeah. investigators. I said, uh, even before I heard that, though, I said, there's no way that um, a plane blew up midair due to engine failure because planes, even if there's an engine failure, they can still land. Yeah, one, if one jet engine is out, right, the other engine continues. Con continues, and if both of them go out, that plane would probably still crash, but it wouldn't blow up until it hit the ground, not midair. And it blew up midair. So I was like, yeah, there's something majorly fishy going on, and it's awful. I know. Again, again, this isn't a political thing. This is a, this is a tragedy. It is horrible. Innocent, everybody's worried about a world war, and a, and a plane load of innocent peoples get shot out of the air by missiles that were supposedly intended for the United States and the military in Baghdad and in Iraq. 
And so that's why you got to get out of it. I'm consistent with this. I've said it since since the Vietnam War, an era in which friends of mine from high school and elementary school were drafted and went and died in Vietnam in a senseless war, which that was, which we protested. I was not drafted. If I was, I would have gone. I wouldn't have run to Canada like many of our esteemed leaders did. Mm-hmm. Now, you you weren't I didn't drafted. get a special dispensation. No, though. I there- know. You just weren't drafted because, well, one of them was because you your father died and you were the sole Yeah, but that, that's an excuse that a lot of people used. I actually, my number wasn't called. Oh, okay. And so when we had a draft, which people think we're getting one again because they're all gone crazy and they don't have any we- con- conception of how we, we've gone through multiple wars and didn't reinstate well, a draft. I think here's the thing is that there's never going to be a draft again because we don't, need boot, we don't need as many boots on the ground anymore. Like if we needed to have the boots on the ground like we did for World War I and World yeah, War II. Yeah, we're not storming the beaches anymore. anymore so. We use drones and we use precision-guided things to take out and try to get the bad guys only. Sometimes, obviously, unfortunately, but you can see the technology that the Iranians were using in retaliation was supposed to hit our military bases in retaliation mm-hmm. for killing the terrorists, well, the, and many of them missed. Right. And then, unfortunately, in the crossfire of shooting missiles everywhere to su- try to send a message, they shoot down an airplane. And you know what happened when they shot down the airplane? Everybody, all the people with agendas, immediately had no— uh, were, the people in Canada and all these other people were blaming America for this, blaming America for a country that wants to destroy— much of the earth for shooting down an airplane as if this never has happened before in these barbaric places on earth. Sad to say. Anyway, enough about that. Let's get back to football. Anyway, our prayers do go out to everybody. I immediately sent condolences to my friends in Canada. But then in the same thing, I didn't say I feel bad for the people in Canada who died. I feel bad for everybody. But I didn't do a but. I did an and. We mourn those innocent people taken, blown out of the skies, and we hope that the investigations will allow us to find out the real reasons, who did this, and why, by the way, the black box, would, which would explain exactly what happened, was not being turned over. So I was, I was sad, but I was also angry at the same time. Obviously, when people die, innocent victims die anywhere, you're not siding with the perpetrators of the crime you want justice. Right. We want justice immediately when things like this are The largest nationality of people that were on board the flight were Ukrainian. Yeah, because it was an Ukrainian yeah. airline. So anyway. Very sad. You know, anyway, moving on. We have to we, – if we sit around and just worry about this – and again, I'm not saying just pass it off too bad. If we sit around and worry about this 24-7, we're not going to be able to go around and just con- conduct our normal lives, Robin. Let me show you a boxing video right now, though. The one thing I said that I had to play. I posted it on Twitter, but not everybody sees it on Twitter. We've Uh, seen a lot of great fights. We saw that baseball fight in Venezuela. We see a lot of UFC every weekend, boxing still around. But I got to tell you right now, there is one, one undisputed heavyweight champion, the greatest left hook I've ever seen. And then... While you're administering blow after blow after blow, while somebody's screaming, throw the damn towel in the background. In this cat fight, the right hook eventually ends it for Tony the Tiger. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you home cat versus Tony the Tiger in the Olympic bout that is officially over. Let's go to the tape. 
And there he is with another left and another left. And, and then he comes back with the right. And then the right, it wasn't even a right hawk, Robin, that took out Tony the Tiger. You notice, little black and white cat with the white mitted paw jumps up. Tony the Sucks. Tiger. Tony the Tiger sitting up on a piece of furniture waiting to make his move. And then what happens? Black cat with white paw. I, I'm going to call him Socks. Socks comes up and then delivers. Play one more time. I'm going to count the number of lefts that Socks delivers. It is a barrage not seen. One, two, uh, it's three, still four, going on. Five, this is six. the same video. Oh, wait, I, I want to count them now, Robin. Let's slow it down oh. as they do. It's a 15-second video. So it starts off. Whoa, hold it. Don't you see when they do on, on – I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop it right there. Okay, I'm right, Let's go back to the beginning. And uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, okay. Tony the Tiger assaulted. Are you but ready? I think it was a fair fight. Tony had his opportunity. Remember, he had, he had the overhead position, which is much easier. If you watch cats, our cats all like to sit up high. If you have a house cat, you notice they like to sit in windowsills. Their perches, if you have a high one. Oh, yes. They're all up. And you know why? Because it's a better advantage for them to see and stalk prey. Right. So in this particular video... Tony, Tony the, the Tiger, Tiger has, the has the advantage. Much bigger. He has the size advantage. Obviously, a decided reach advantage. And he has the dominant position. You would think. And so little Socks the Cat, just walking into the room, thinking that Tony the Tiger was not going to throw Frosted Flakes on him like they did on during the uh, Frosted Flakes Bowl. This, this escalated quickly. And then Socks the Cat on the floor decides enough is enough. I have had it with this mother humping tiger in this mother humping house. And he proceeds to lead with the left in rapid fire succession. Let's once again go to the tape and watch this brilliance. Okay, in three, Sock. two, one. Okay. He's making his move. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And then the right. And then the right overhead. And that's it. And then he comes back with a couple of more lefts for good measure. Actually, that's his right. The right. It's a right hook. No, he was leading with his right. And then the left comes in. Yes. He was leading with his right. And it was right hook, right hook, right hook, right hook, right, 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 right. Jab, 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 jab. Left hook. Bam. And it wasn't even a left hook. It was the left overhand. It was a downward facing punch. That finally and took he is Tony just not the, giving up. And then he pauses and waits to see if Tony's got more. Tony doesn't tap out. Tony the Tiger refuses to tap out. Like UFC fighters, you know, when they're getting their asses kicked and the guy's kneeing him in the face and he's bleeding and he's on the ground and the ground game is not strong and he doesn't tap out and the ref is there waiting for him to tap out and then that dumbass Tony the Tiger decides to just lay there and then takes the lefts and finally gets counted out. Now Let's play put your hands together, and, ladies Who and was the undercard in this fight? <laughs> the undercard was the Venezuelan baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I actually, I had it wrong. I had it with the, he actually was using his right, right hand to, to how many did I count? Eight or nine consecutive yeah. jabs? It was, it was good. It was a good. That's a great boxer right there. Yes. Because, you know, you can lead. People are right-hand dominant. I'm right-hand dominant. You know, so I'm going to lead with my right. You know, the boxers go southpaw. There's some mm -hmm. good boxers that can, you know, could 
Southpaw boxers will obviously lead with their left. But he came strong right out of the corner. I you got to have just, a finishing move. Yeah. Because if you're just going to use jabs all the time and just keep using left, you know, right hand, right hand, boom, boom, boom. You've got to be able to come around with the roundhouse Cujo knows and then Cassius finish. Cassius Spay. Cassius Spay. <laughs> <laughs> I defy UFC, Bellator, uh, MMA, anything. Any of the fights, whether it's MMA or whether it's boxing, and our buddy Marcus Johns down there in Tampa, I defy him to put a video of any of the recent fights that were pay-per-views or over the air and tell me you've seen a dominant performance like that. I was waiting for the, the dog in the back of the room to scream, throw the damn towel. Throw the damn towel. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Hey, Tony, you know what time it is? What time is it, Robin? What time is it? Is it time? It is time. It, two hours just flew, flew by. Are you kidding me right now? I know. It's crazy. No, that's cray-cray, Robin. What's the matter with you? You know what I'm Anyway, it's a crazy, 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 crazy world out there. And you know what I say. Don't drink and drive. Don't get stoned and drive. Don't text and drive, damn it. But more importantly, love one another. And if you can't be with the one you love, then love the one you're with. Somebody should write a song about that. And most importantly... God bless America, not God damn America. The people who say that, they're truly the enemy of the people. We'll see you back here. Now, we're we're on uh, we're not on final approach for tomorrow's show at this time. Are we, Robin? Yes. No, we're going to do tomorrow's show, regular time, not nighttime. All right. So we'll be back tomorrow from 1 yeah. to 3, Friday, big extravaganza. We'll release all the football picks, anything you need, anything. Tomorrow right here, 1 to 3. Thank you for joining us at Twitch.tv, Tony Bruno Show. God bless America. We'll see you tomorrow. In our world here, there lives a happy little mountain. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.